minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. You are now tapped into the coolest reptile podcast in the world. Hold on. Hold on. All right, good. Just want to make sure my mic's connected. Start that over. You are now tapped into the coolest reptile podcast in the world. Welcome to the Trap Talk Reptile Podcast. I'm your boy, MJ. This is your first time tapping in. Do your boy a favor. Hit that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. That way you're on top of every single podcast I drop here on this channel. If you're into reptiles, either keeping, breeding, admiring, any of those, this is the channel to be a part of. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to sleep on any of the content I come out with because it's all about the animals. Thank you for all the love and support. Thank you for continuing to give me support. And yeah, shout out to all the early birds. I will say if you're looking for exclusive content, if you'd like to support what I do, or if you just want to get tapped in more than what you see here um, on the YouTube, right? On the YouTube guys happy 420 i am so lit right now i'm not gonna lie you know obviously for uh grown-up reasons i'm not gonna smoke on the live but i've been smoking all damn day man um anyways here's the deal i love you guys um seriously happy 420 i've had quite a bit of a day this is so awesome but uh what was i saying anyways for exclusive content if you want to support what i do if you want to get tapped in behind the scenes go to the very first link you see in the description below join the trap talk patreon family as soon as you join the trap talk patreon family you get a link to the discord which will tap you in with over 160 trappers people were all about the animals people were all about their business selling snakes buying snakes trading if it's the right move either way we take care of each other in the trap talk patreon family the coolest reptile family in the world i love you guys for all the love and support thank you so much but yeah man tap in with us especially if you're just getting into this game dude catch up real quick and come meet some real ones that's all i gotta say um i also want to let you guys know follow me on instagram trap talk god 619 if you want to see what i have going on project wise best way to tap in with any of that stuff is on ig and then follow the uh podcast's page as well the trap talk reptile podcast on ig if you're on facebook give me some love shoot me a like or a love or uh, actually go to my facebook page and like and follow me on facebook please much love and respect also be ready because tomorrow I'm premiering something that's pretty heavy. I mean, is, is this kind of um, contradicting here? Because I have such a legendary episode lined up tonight. Okay. Two of the best doing it in the game, right? And then my vlog is about this. My vlog is about me throwing my ball pythons in the trash. Crazy. What am I doing? Well, find out. Tap in. Go to the trap vlogs on youtube and set your reminder watch my vlog that premieres tomorrow 7 45 a.m pacific standard time and see how many ball pythons i put in my trash can and i drag it outside as the trash trash trucks coming hey man listen i hope we could all be friends after this it is what it is 
Back to business. All right, guys, I do want to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by somebody legendary, someone I look up to very highly in this game. His name is Mark Bailey. Shout out to Mark Bailey at Mark Bailey Reptiles. Head over to Mark Market. Give him a follow. Make sure you're on top of all his stuff because Mark Bailey is the man. Goated in this game. Been goaded. Your favorite breeder's favorite breeder. You feel me? On that kind of level. Thank you, Mark Bailey. Looking forward to hanging out with you at Trap Fest in July. Big things popping. Seriously. The GOAT, I feel like, in this industry, Mark Bailey. I think two of these guys would agree, too, once we bring him on. I also want to say tonight's episode is brought to you by Gary Shavino, another GOAT in his department of the reptile industry. Gary Shavino is the man. I'm telling you right now, so one of my favorite YouTubers, hands down. If you want to call him a YouTuber, he puts out a YouTube video once a month and makes people like myself starve. I would like a lot more Gary Shavino content, but the guy is busy, <clears throat> and the guy is next, next level legendary. But really, to hear what I'm talking about, I need you to go over to GS Reptiles on YouTube, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and really, man, if, if you're somebody who is kind of bored with what you're working with, you need to head over to Gary Shavino's YouTube right now and see all the amazing other projects you could get your hands on in this reptile industry. And uh, yeah, shout out to Gary, man. Gary, like People like Gary is what makes this reptile industry so next level, and I appreciate you so much. Um, yeah, early birds. You ready or what? Early birds is cracking. All right, guys, who's here? Prolific pythons homie Aaron Letterbetter Fetter, the cousin of big homie Jacob. By the way, Jacob's the professor of the Trap Talk Patreon family when it comes to Morph. Professor Morph, Jacob Letterbetter Fetter. And this is his cousin, Aaron, who's also a Trap Talk Patreon member. Thank you so much. Appreciate you so much. Give this guy a follow on Instagram. Prolific pythons. Big homie Aaron. Appreciate you. Herbert, HB Reptiles. Saw him and his wife. Killing it at Tinley at March last month. Good times. Good seeing you, Herbert. Trap Talk Patreon member and obviously RCR Mafia Patreon as well. I will, I'm will. i very proud that a lot of my Patreon members are a part of the RCR Mafia. So we're family in a way. You know, we're, 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 all, we're all on the same team. Much love and respect. Appreciate you, Herbert. Sunshine State Sulphur's in the building. Big homie West. What's up, buddy? Miggy. Oh, Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. Miggy Morphs in the building. What's up, Miggy? Thank you for being here. KMB Reptiles in the building. What is up? Chip Indo for Shindo. Chip staying lit on this 420. I would hope so. He has mad Pop-Tarts on deck. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. William Serrano. What's up, William Serrano? Uh, Payush Patel in the building. What's up, Payush? My dog right there. Heath and Hatchery in the building. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The big homie Doug over at Hissy Fit Reptiles. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. Jay Hendo, no pretendo. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The real George of the Jungle, who's Mexican. That's what's up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm lit. Uh, thanks for being here, buddy. Row 5.0 in the building. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The homie Jamie, Rising Phoenix Reptiles. What's up, buddy? Thanks for being here. Troy Schroeder! Jacob is a tree troll. What the hell does that even mean? What? Can you explain that, Troy? I don't even know what the hell that means. Thank you for being here. I love Troy. I guarantee, I, if, if, if I could predict anything, Troy's dry, on his way driving to some reptile show. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Big Mike, 1776 Exotics, Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The OG Patreon member. Joe Testafano, Trap Talk Patreon member. Oh, look at this. I'm on my way to a Dever Rep. Holy shit. Did I not call that? The guy, all he does is shows. Uh, Kaiju Constrictors. I hope I'm saying that right, man. I've been, if that's not how I say it, I've been fucking it up this entire time. I'm so sorry. Dom, 702 Serpents in the building. Trap Talk, Patreon member all day, every day. 
Big Jaffe Exotics in the building. Damn, I like this guy. It's my dog. Jaffe, big things popping your way. You're already in the Conjure game, buddy. I can't wait for your next steps, man. Go follow my boy Jaffe. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's a real one. My dog Jaffe right there. Uh, the homie Levi coming on the show Monday. Give props to the homie Levi, man. He made the cut. Coming on New Breed on the Block Monday. And Levi lets it, dude, Levi lets it off, man. So he, he, I feel like we're going to have a good show Monday. I have some great topics to bring up. And uh, can't wait to uh, sit down with you one-on-one, -on -one, Levi. It's going to be a good time. Please go down to the link in the description below. Set your reminder. I appreciate you. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The homie Bluntman Reptiles. Trap Talk Patreon member all day, every day. The homie Josh Skelfins and Feathers. I'm going to end it in style with this guy because, first and foremost, I'm taking forever. And second, my Persinus, my green tree monitor, laying her second clutch right now. I mean, not right now, but she's digging and doing all the things. I want to say a special thank you to my boy Josh, who's a part of the Patreon family. But, I mean, I don't want to give myself props for having a Patreon. But if it wasn't for the Patreon, I would have never met this guy first and foremost. And this guy just really helped i want to give i want to say 92 percent of the credit of me getting tree monitor eggs is because of this guy he told me just little important things that i was able to like grasp and switch up and now it's like fucking clockwork fingers crossed i mean things can still go really wrong but i'm just telling you from what i'm seeing this is exciting this is super exciting but we're gonna put this tree monitor talk on pause because it does not say elite tree monitor talk on the thumbnail no guys it's game time. This is elite ball python talk, all right? This is an upper lever level of keeping ball pythons when it comes to breeding, all right? No more fucking around. No more of this little fucking mid-level shit. Bottom, no, sorry. No offense. This is it. Top dollar, top deer, top marketing, all that shit going down tonight. With two of the best in the game. Hope you guys are ready. But do what you got to do to stay hydrated. Do what you got to do to get your mind right. But I got to tell you, this is episode 331. Coming at you right now with my boy, Sybil Serpent, and the one and only Will Moros of RCR of Canada. Let's go. Jay! You ready to do, do more in the future? Trap yes. Talk podcasts? Yes. Man. Only, only Trap Talk. Exclusive. Yes. Exclusive. Oh. So stop calling us. From the spot, get the club to pop. When I come up with Dogs, Jacob and Will. 
What's cracking? What's going on, guys? What's going on? Are the Leafs up? Or, are the Leafs up or down? Let me know. They're Six up, one Leafs right now, boys. <laughs> oh my god, hey, guys! Listen, this could have been this could have been rough. Uh, <laughs> Leafs could have been either down or it would have been a close game. But Will potentially could have not been here. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, man. I, I I told you months ago that I would do this. And I didn't know the schedule for the Leafs yeah. game, and so uh, you know what? It just they're up six one after two. We're we're like, if they blow this, like you know, yeah. Well, Will, since yeah. I've started since I started this podcast, you've always come through in the clutch, and you've always been here for me. So I appreciate you being here, even during a moment like this in a playoff Amen. game. Amen. Absolutely. How's how 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 are you? How, how's how's mom's? How's dad? All, all, the whole family doing good? What, what's what's up with the whole RCR family? Yeah, everything's good. I think everything's going well. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's crazy. I can't believe it's already April and May is right around the corner. You know, you like I to. I feel like, man, it feels like last week was January. You know, and already we're like, oh, breeding season's like you know, like we're well into breeding season now, and it's just crazy. Time just gone. Is uh, your winter base your winter basically transitioning out at this point, or is it still cold? Yeah, out? yeah, winter's done. We're into spring now. Uh, we had we had some weather last week that was like you know eight, it was 88 degrees for like three days straight. Nice. That's Fahrenheit for you guys, um, which is crazy. Like that's like that's summer weather for us. But yeah, um, yeah it was great. It was awesome. Jacob, what's I'll up, never, buddy? I will never complain about that kind of weather. Oh uh, no, never. I know. Me and Jacob won't complain about weather at all. Period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's weather? Yeah. <laughs> is, that a Latin, is that a Latin word? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what's up but my man jacob how you living buddy good man doing good everyone's doing good family's doing good snakes doing well you've, you've been grinding pretty hard this year other than the snake stuff i mean you you uh you're you took on a position over at with roscoe is that correct yeah i went over there i took care of like his uh his like uh i guess it's half breeding stock and half show stock and you know stuff that's online that's on sales and a lot of wholesale stuff i just kind of just take care of it Work there like part time, like usually three days a week. Help out mostly. front, just it's, it's chill, man. It's 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 a cool job to have. Mostly boa stuff, right? Yeah, well, a lot of boas. I mean, it's everything, bro. He's got uh, false water, water cobras in there, hog nose, freaking uh, some uh, uh, blue beauties, like all just all kinds of crazy weird stuff, man. Okay, so basically, for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, his shop is called the Reptile Shop, correct? Reptile Shop, yeah, Temecula, California. He's been, he's been, he's like, he's he's like a legend in this in this state. Oh he's yeah, been, he's been, yeah, he's been around for a while, man, and he's definitely made a name in the boa. I mean, he still does. He still got. He still has some crazy projects, man. I mean, boas, from what I've known and from what I've seen on this end of the things, boa's been his foundation. Like that's yeah, kind of sure. like his rock. Um, sure. Does he dabble with ball pythons at all? Yeah, he does. He does a lot of that too. He's. I mean, he's not as deep with you know as he is with the boas and stuff. But I mean, he, he's big on like uh, false water cobras too. He has a lot of that going on. Womas, different stuff. Like he he's he's got his hands full with a lot of different species, for sure. He has his hands full with a bunch of interesting stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, crazy stuff. Now what I what I'm saying when I you know let, let's let's go ahead and branch into things here, guys, because I feel like anyone who's like in anyone who's been in ball python games like halfway, half out, and that's in the mid to lower level. I feel like a lot of those people got got the fuck out recently, or a lot of people either dumped out most of their collection or fifty percent off everything. Um, what do you guys think of a move like that? First and foremost, Will, you've been in the game long enough to where have you seen stuff like that happen before? Oh yeah, 
lots of times. And and we'll see it again. This right. isn't new. This is, you know, this is just the, the ball python cycle. Um, we did have a giant boom throughout COVID. Uh, we, but that, that's not just ball pythons, everything. You know, if you were trying to buy an ATV during COVID, good luck. Trying to buy anything uh, throughout COVID, kind of good luck, you know. Um, so I, I think the market took a massive boom. And I think, you know, kind of no disrespect to anyone that, that is what this is, this label but I call them COVID breeders, you know, they got in during COVID and it was easy money and this is all going to be super simple and it's going to be, you know, in three years, I'm going to be making millions and maybe not, you know, uh, I think a lot of these guys and some of them will make it and some of them won't, it's going to depend on their passion, their level of commitment, all that sort of thing. But, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see some of those guys exit as as you notice, you know, as as they start to realize that this isn't uh ball pythons is not a passive income. It's 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 actually a very active income. There's a lot more work to it than than most people give it credit for. Um so I, I think that's kind of what you're seeing. Um you know, obviously prices prices come down. And yeah. and I know for a new breeder it's very difficult to come into the market and see something like a clown pied for $6,000. And, and I did it when I started, I used to think that, Oh, clown pieds are $6,000. That means they're going to be $6,000 by the time I make them. And right. no, that's no. not the case. Not they, even a they, they, you know, it's it, the ball Python market is essentially trickle down. You know, you have your, your top, top combos and that set of genetics works its way down through the market. And you know, and the, everybody at every price point can get in. It's just when. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I sat and dwelled about this because here I am trying to get a grasp on whatever curve I could get ahead of in the ball python game, which fucking whatever. There's no, no, my pockets aren't that deep. But anyways, <clears throat> I just realized that there are some things that you could do in the ball python game that will take longer than other things. First and foremost, you just can't get mad at prices um, because right. – it, 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 it could go in your favor. It can't go in your favor. But I got to tell you right now, for the most part, you got to be heads up that it's not going to go in your favor. Uh, but let, let's let's talk about a clown pie. Uh, I, I'm sorry. A clown pie that's going for average about 6K right now, you guys said, right? Or what's what's an average? Oh, no, I think now like you're 2 to 25. That ballpark. Okay. 2 to 2,500, right? Okay. And, and let's say, when were they 6K? Like a year ago, two years? When, how, yeah, how long? Three, three years ago, probably 2021. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're making a handful, if not more of these $2,500 snakes, it's still worth it. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I don't, I, I feel like that's why if you, if you stay on a certain level, no matter how many years goes by, you're still going to make a couple grand off that snake. What are, what are, uh, what are Batman's going for? I, 1500 something right now. Do you have any idea? Yeah. I, have, I don't know. 2K ish, probably around there, give or right. take. That's 2K. That's a lot. Honestly, I, I think that most people should not buy a snake looking for in like a return off of that specific snake. Right. When we bring an animal in, we're not looking for the return from that animal. I'm looking at the return from its babies. Right. So it's like I buy a snake yeah. now. I'm looking for that return from in five years from its yeah, it's once its babies are breeding for me, now we're into the real return because now I've taken that animal that I I, per, I bought in, 
I've put my own spin on it with my collection and, and made the babies. Now I've grown them up and now I'm into the, the what I like the, the potential or the, the vision I had for that, for that specific project. And that's where the, the massive return comes from. They ball pythons for, for, for me at least have well outpaced the stock market, like well outpaced. <clears throat> so it's just, we have to be realistic about return here. Like you can't, Buy like I, I you can't buy a twenty thousand dollars snake and expect to make two hundred thousand on it. Like it's like in one year. It's like what investment does that? I mean, you Jacob, know, like, Jacob, Jacob could easily speak on this because I've seen this guy make seventeen k at a show, and I guarantee that this. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but did that not go back into another snake? Probably or or what? I mean, for the most part, what did what are a lot of these kind of deals go to Jacob recently? As far as when you've been making them. Uh, from that, I I think I bought these two racks. I bought I bought racks. I'm not even using them yet, but I'm ready to go because I know that smart. probably end of this year I'm gonna need them both. So I, I did a lot of like forward thinking instead of I, I think I bought a few snakes, but mainly just uh, kind of set myself up for the future because I've got a lot more a lot more girls this year and I'm gonna have a lot more next year. So, well, well, what about when you started getting your first chunk of change off sales? Like, what, what was it? Was it um? always going back into another snake you needed or you always put it back into the rack or I mean, oh. I always felt like the money's you know that's why they say snake money is a real money because you know what I mean it's yeah. like it's getting tossed around to somebody else or to another reptile company such as freedom breeder or some shit um and, and it's like air it's just not even it's just it's crazy because <laughs> yeah, it comes easy, come, easy go right yeah. that's exactly, the, exactly it's um it's fun. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time, man. I, I worked full time um, right from the time I was 18 right to like when I was 30, essentially. Right. And every single penny, the entire, like all of it, went every penny we made went right back into snakes. Yeah. Um, we didn't start with a giant lump sum. I mean, some guys out there have and awesome for them. That's, you know, their collection, they jumped ahead many, many years. But uh, we, we didn't start with like $300,000. No, we maybe started with, you know, 50000 that kind of range. And it was just that, uh, you know, sweat equity, grinding it out, like, oh, trading this snake for that and, you know, making this clutch and holding these back and selling this clutch. And then, oh, okay, you got some money coming in. Okay, I want to buy that mail. And, you know, it was, uh, it was that, kind of, that kind of grind, that long, slow burn. <laughs> But uh, I think it worked out. I mean, it's kind of a dangerous thing to come into this game with a lot of money. I feel like I mean, <laughs> I mean, because first and foremost, you you know, how I many people bite way more than they could chew right off the bat? You know, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I mean, this this is definitely something where you don't even really know within the first couple of years if this is really something you want to soak your feet into, right? Because, like you said, to be there's different motives out there. Some people are worried about the the return within the first few years, and some people are just like. Man, this is I got some really sick snakes. I just want to keep buying more. And obviously, that's the person who lasts longer, the one who just like just thinks about buying more, you know. And as much as it's good to get a return, this isn't just a you don't think about returns in a game like this. Like you just it's just it's like kind of like you know, in baseball. I don't know if any of you guys play baseball, but I was always told you don't think about hitting a home run when you go to the plate. You know, if you fucking hit you that's if you hit that shit over the over the fence, you hit it over the fence, but you know, you keep going, right? Like, how many projects have you hit? At this point, Will, where it's still not enough. Like you're just like, well, I mean, cool, I hit that. 
On to the next well, one. Every <laughs> single one. <laughs> I don't think there has been one. Although I'm not the kind of guy that wants to like, once I make a DG clown, I've made a DG clown. I don't want to make a hundred DG clowns. Some no. guys, that's their, that's their like kind of their business model. I'm looking for like the, the next craziest DG clown combo. Not, no. not like, oh, I made DG clowns. I'm going to breed DG clown to DG clown. Like that's just snooze fest. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I um, I want to make something new and something exciting so that when those are hatching, I have a reason to be like excited to go in the incubator and be like, Oh, are they hatching yet? You know, if I yeah. know it's a clutch of DG clowns, like, eh, yeah, sure. It's exciting, but like, yeah. it's not, it, it, it's not the same, you know, not the same at all. Like, yeah. like Jacob within the last year hit some really <clears throat> cool visual ultra mill pinstripe. What was it? Ultra mill clown pinstripe or was it? I'm sorry. No, I actually, I got that in a trade though. I didn't, I didn't produce that. What did you yeah. hit last year? You hit something crazy last year. I forgot. Uh, uh, I, uh, well, the year prior. Oh, I guess yeah, it was last year. The beginning of last year, I hit that uh, Inchi Leo DG Clown female. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That, was the, that was the one in Vegas. That was the one you referred to earlier. That was. That was yeah. That was uh, that was cool, and that was from uh, visual het to double het. You weren't expecting that snake, right? Or you were? I mean. Well, it was only a three egg clutch. It was four, and the and the one egg just completely like went crazy bad and deflated and seeped out. And so I had three eggs, so I had three chances. So I I kind of almost like just put it in the back of my head that that was going to be a, you know, not to get my hopes up or anything and just kind of roll with it. But it ended up being pretty a pretty nice clutch all around. Shit. So I mean, what's your take with you making a snake like that? Are you gunning for that snake again this year or? <laughs> Now that you know you hit that, are you trying to pivot somewhere else now? Well, I've because my next mail that I was planning on using this year isn't quite ready. I've, I've had to use the same mail from last year, so there will be some repeat pairings. But I mean, I'm trying to get like Will was talking about. I'm trying to get the other codoms, make some crazy combinations with that. Get hypo in there, get pied in there. You know, I've I've got the monarch clown project that I can throw, you know, into that you know, DG clown or whatever, you know, I can move. I have so many moving pieces that uh, sometimes my brain hurts trying to calculate all the moves, but yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a good deal. I mean, I'm always trying to like do better. I don't want to like, I don't want to keep making the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Like if it's like, everybody has, I guess their line of something, I guess you can say like, um, so when, when, like for instance, Will, you have a lot of amazing puzzle stuff, right? Um, Thank you. I, I feel like if there's a certain puzzle combo you hit that just is something that's like holy shit, you don't feel like you'd keep making it, even though if it, like if it's like something like that, like uh, I, I would expand upon it, okay. right? Like it's like okay, so let's say you find a really cool gene interaction. Let, let let's say like Hurricane Spotnose puzzle, and it just like works like amazing. Like that gene interaction is like okay, cool. Now I know that this two gene combo in puzzle works great. Now I'm going to add red stripe. Now I'm going to add blackhead. Now I'm going to add, you know, another hurricane copy. Uh, let's add Cypress. Let's, you know, just keep, keep stacking onto that combo and see how, how the, how it progresses. Not in, instead of just like, Oh, I made a hurricane spot nose puzzle. Okay. Let's totally drop that and let's start making some other stuff. You know, right. I'd add lace into it. I'd add in desert ghost into it. it it goes on and on and on. Once you find but the, the hardest part about this whole ball python thing is finding an interaction between genes that really works well and that you can take 
and kind of run with it. You know, once you have that, now it's like, okay, now I can, now the fun starts. You can really start to layer on top of it. And, you know, it gets exciting from there. I'm getting excited. Well, not like that, but I'm getting excited thinking about um, when we were hanging out in uh, the mayor of Condro Town's backyard. Will, uh, oh, yeah. Will, Bill Beagle, right? Remember? Uh, having a great Yeah, man. He's, he's in the building, by the way. Shout out to Bill. Hey, what's up, Bill? How's it going, bro? Trying to, he's, trying, he's saying that you're, you're, you're talking ball pythons, but on your mind, it's Condros. You just got nothing. To talk <laughs> he's not, he's not entirely wrong. He's not entirely right. You know, uh, it has like, I was, I, I left that place. Like, wow. Like, remember man, that, I, keep, remember that? I keep that rocks, dude. Like those were, yeah, it was, I, I love ball pythons and I'll always work with them, but man, Bill's got, it's incredible. Yeah, was, we're, talk was we're talking a different appreciation for something you know what i mean it's just kind of like uh it's art you know it's literally it's, art i mean ball pythons are too but it's like you open up a drawer to look at it right this this is on a wall sure, you know what i mean it's sure. kind of different, you know yeah uh, and just like the the intricacy of like a, a green tree like a, the whole head structure everything you know i i was always under the impression because every green tree i had handled in the past was likely an import and the right. things just tried to light you up and i was like man these things got pretty big teeth and I don't really want to yeah. just keep getting tagged by these. And it, yeah, uh, bills is it all over my arm. It was like going up my arm. It was just, just curious, you know, not no sign of aggression at all. And I was like, man, that's yeah. a green tree. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm after. So you know, yeah. Bill and I have talked and uh, I know he's got a clutch coming up and I'm sure, you know, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> Bill knows. <laughs> you know, Bill's on a mission to convert as many sick ass relevant ball python breeders he can over to the chondro world i mean he's already gotten his hands on the the rice family and obviously justin and a few other people sure. so yeah, he, he will love to bring you on man no 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 worries at all to that um sure. but uh that conversation though remember remember that conversation floating around the fire that night um i was kind of probably going off the deep end a little bit but i was re referring to uh you, you don't put ex you don't put expensive art on a on a on a walmart table you know because the sure. table would collapse and, you know, I was referring to DG and Sunset. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I don't know if that's fair call just yet. I, I, I don't know. know it's not, no, you got No, listen. I was kind of wondering why, why why we haven't seen it in a while. And I was like, dude, there's maybe a reason behind it. And I'm not going to lie. When he, when shout out to the homie Miguel, um, yep. when Miguel first posted it, it was like, huh, I, I would expect more. Like, I was expecting more. I'm not going to lie. Um but then Justin recently went over to Miguel's house and then he like posted it again. And this is why I love DG, Matt, right? Because DG is something that for sure gets better with age. I've seen with other, right. other combos, yeah. right? So man, we're just talking about a premature morph. And I think that's what sunset is um, because I, I feel like we're going to see a lot more what DG does to a snake like sunset within the next year or two from this one snake that Miguel has. And I just want to pick your brain about that. Both you guys, obviously. I mean, J Jacob, I want to hear what you got to think about that one. <laughs> Honestly, you know, Sunset doesn't have the super dark and and light for the contrast to really, really work. But I think um, with Sunset being a gene that is known to like brown out and not look as good, yeah, I'm thinking that with the D the value in DG with it will be that it will keep it similar color and and not brown it out so much and that'll be the upside to it and that's what we'll see eventually and that's why miguel's is progressively looking better but you know 
I think I think I think it still will be good, but it's not going to be used the same way. Like it's cool to have it in there because it will help it, you know, look better as an adult. But it's not going to be like you know the the DG that we're used to, where it's just you know super dark, mad contrast, real clean, you know. So we we'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, like, I mean, good, good, well, please. I think so. In my opinion, as as kind of like you know lackluster. <laughs> as as it may have been at, at the start it's still in like the top five for me sunset combos that have been produced yeah um so it just may be one of those things that needs a little bit of layering you know we got like mojave yellow belly enchi that sort of thing added to it and i think it's an entirely different uh entirely yeah, different ball game. Or you know? uh, yeah you know um i mean like jacob said there's not desert ghost is really gonna hang on to the blacks in a combo and and really enhance the brights and sunset almost doesn't have either it's not right. a particularly bright snake and it's not a super contrasty snake so it's yeah. like this kind of like in between thing and i mean let's let's be serious i love desert ghost but it can only do so much here you know like it's not it's not a complete miracle pill for every combo so right. I, I think we can. Uh, I think we can put, put a couple more jeans onto it, and now that that's in Miguel's hands. Now, you know, yeah. like Miguel's Miguel's made the combo. Now I, I I'm just gonna kind of follow his lead and be like, all right, what are you gonna do with it? Wow me, and we're in. You know, yeah. is that a male or a female that he has? I think it's a boy. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think it's. I'm not 100. percent Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's funny. You know, to have a snake like that in the hands of someone like Miguel, who's been in the game just as long as I have. I mean, I, I got in the game 2017 ish, 2016. He got in 2016, 2015, I think, or like I think seriously, he got in 2016, 2017. And um, man, you, I mean, it's very impressive how he's moved up. You know what I mean? Uh, because yeah, you could buy your way into projects, but dude, that doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Like you gotta understand. Right. How Miguel's doing it is probably the most ideal way because look who's flying over to his house. Not that Justin flew over there to buy a snake, but he still flew over there and bought some snakes from Miguel. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like all I need is a couple snake sale sales to Justin and my life is good. Like fucking, I, 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 who knows what those digits look like? I'm just saying like, okay. You know what I mean? Um, but to have a snake like that in, in Miguel's hands and to kind of see the transition where DG Sunset's going, I feel better about it. I really do. And so I do, I just want to talk, you know, just say that I, I was kind of like, <laughs> not hoping that sunset would go down the drain, but I was like, holy shit, bro. Like, show me something. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then, yeah. and, and, oh, no, okay, it was you. You're like, oh, I seen it. And you're like, or somebody said at that, at that roundabout, that, that table that night, somebody seen it or had it on the phone and it turned out to be all cap. Nobody seen it. Nobody had it. Um, but it's out and uh, sunset still still has a fight in it i feel like i don't know you can't because listen sunset ultra male holy shit what i'm incredible that's yeah. nuts that's nuts incredible. you can't you know what i mean what would sunset monarch look i'm not I'm just saying i'm not hating on ultra male. i'm just saying what would sun arc monarch look like we don't know like there's <clears throat> very 40 percent better huh like 40 percent better probably because, <laughs> listen no because because if you want to talk about monarch monarch's like a dark darker version of ultra male correct Essentially, it's a T positive. Yeah, I'd right? say, yeah. Wait, say that again. It's a T positive. It's a T positive albino. Yeah. Wow. How'd you know that? 
I didn't. I'm I don't know. I mean, I just okay. Because okay. how do you know? How do you know like what monarch, monarch, you know? ultimal caramel are going to be your T positive albinos, your lavender albino, your uh, albinos. Those are T negative albinos. Yeah. Shut up. And then don't act like you, uh, Jacob does know. Actually, not Jacob. <laughs> yeah. So it's a T positive albino, which like I have the the snake that got me into ball pythons actually was a caramel glow. The bad the throwback to the caramel stuff, the kinking and all the you know fertility issues, yeah. but. Uh, Man, to this day, this is a hot take. Some people won't agree with me. Caramel albino is my favorite tea positive. I think it has the best of both worlds. Mm. Um, okay. I do I do like Ultramel and I like Monarch. I don't have a dog in really in either fight. So it's not like a, you know, for Herbert, I'm going to, you know, give Ultramel that, you know, stamp of approval <laughs> because I know he's my boy and I know he's been working with it hard. But I also really like some of the Monarch stuff. The Monarch Clown that Justin produced, I was like, damn, that thing's yeah. really sick. But then I've seen like the Ultramel Sunset. You know, I think as a breeder and as a, you know, you need to understand the genes and understand what, we lost MJ, understand what um, the, the strengths and weaknesses of each gene and, and, and really kind of understand that like, okay, this gene really enhances blacks. This gene really, you know, uh, amplifies your yellows or amplifies your oranges or, right. you know, and, and use those, the strengths of each gene to build that combo. Not just sort of like go into this blind and be like, oh, monarch everything and it's going to be perfect or, yeah. you know, desert ghost everything and it's perfect. It's like, no, not necessarily. You have to, you know, understand the strengths and weaknesses of the genes you're working with. Yeah, I got both, and I I'm going completely different directions with both those projects, you know. So, it's I like them both. I can I definitely can tell the difference. I've produced both. I've seen them. I've looked at them. I've watched them grow. They're like, they're definitely different. Definitely. Damn, Herbert! Uh, hey, Herbert! Right? Did, hey, Herbert! Did, <laughs> Herbert! Yeah. I believe RCR. it when I see it, dog. Herbert has RCR tattooed on his butt cheek. I guarantee it. This guy ain't, <laughs> he ain't, he ain't leaving nowhere. Herbert. <laughs> um, hey, but, but I'm quite. My question is about the Carmel. I, 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 why isn't it work with more? Or is it just something like that's a sleeper? Well, what's going on with that? It does. It works with. It works with lots of stuff. It's just that the visual caramel albino females have a bit of a fertility issue. They're generally not the best layers. They can lay good eggs, but a lot of them will slug. And then uh, a lot of caramel babies, like when you when you make caramels, uh, you'll get kinking issues. Right. So it was kind of a gene that just kind of, you know, nobody wants to hatch kink babies or have females slug out year after year. So it's kind of like, okay, <coughs> we'll move on to the next T-positive albino that is is viable. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this real quick because I know we're just 39 minutes deep, but this chat's blowing. It's getting bigger. We're we're, we're about to hit. 100 people in the in the viewerships right now but i i don't understand the like to view ratio that's kind of i understand it's an exciting moment the leafs won jacob's <laughs> on the live but guys there's no way there's 41 there's 41 likes to just shy of 90 people watching i don't come on guys let's let's adjust this real quick that has to be a glitch into the matrix let's get the likes up right now for these two because this is elite we're just talking about elite shit. and if there's relevant people in this game tapping in get the likes up Please. All right, guys. This is me. We're just talking about. Was that me? Who was that? What was that? Who was that? Was that you? That was weird. That was weird. I heard it. All right. Cool. As long as it doesn't happen again. <laughs> oh, 
damn, it's right here. Got it. I think that was me. We're good. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, but okay, I, I, I got to ask you about anything, Jacob, maybe mainly you. Um, do you have anything, Jacob, you're currently working with that you know is not being worked with right now currently? And do you have a game plan on how you're going to market it as soon as you hatch it out? I mean, I wouldn't say that's not being worked, but I have some... I have some things that are probably not being worked a lot. I've got a, I'm doing a lot, uh, some lace double head DG clown stuff, white lace. Uh, I she's about a year away, but I got confusion that I'm going to work into that. That's double head. And then, uh, I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm a lot of that stuff's going to end up crossing over and I kind of have clown as my foundation and then I have other stuff with it and I can eventually just start crossing them over and making triples and having high, high odds, you know, to, to actually make some visual stuff out of that. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I have anything crazy like that. I do have some like, uh, stuff I'm doing with my cousin. That's going to be like uh, possible, like double visual, double hat or triple visual single hat. And, uh, that, that stuff will be coming hopefully here soon. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to do, you know, I'm trying to incorporate, I'm trying to make it work well to where I can just kind of take all of my projects and, and work them in with them, with themselves and create another project. And, you know, I can go all different directions. I have so many different, you know, varieties. Right. And Will, obviously you probably already in the moment of making stuff that currently isn't on Morph Market or isn't <clears throat> made yet. Um, what's your advice with marketing something that hasn't been made or if you're going to put something on for sale, that just isn't on morph market at all. You know, for the most part, a lot of people like me and Jacob or, or people who are, are just getting into the game and selling stuff kind of compare the market to other stuff. But if we're talking about stuff that's not out there, you know, what's the best way about marketing your project when you made it, right? You made this snake, but it's just, there's nothing to compare to prices off of. Like, how, what's your advice? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Because sometimes, you know, you see, you, you'll see animals that, there's nothing to compare to, but in my opinion, they're outrageously overpriced. But you also don't want to like outrageously underprice them either. I, I I try to be very fair about the, you know, the the, the price on most stuff. Um, there are certain things where you're you're just gonna have to trust your gut. You know, how hot is it? How much in interest is there? I mean, this is pretty much supply and demand, right? Yeah. Hey, what's the supply? What's the demand? Supply is very, or demand's very high. Supply is very low. Price goes up, right? It's just simple economics. But you want, again, a lot of it's going to depend on, is it a finished product? Or is it like, oh, people are buying based on the potential of that product? Um, you know, something like, for, I can use Desert Ghost, Desert Ghost Puzzle, for example. That's a pretty hot project at the moment. A lot of people are interested in it. I, I'm super, super like bullish on that project. I think there's tons and tons of room for that one. Um, but the, the supply on that is extremely low. Like even myself, I've only ever made three. So the, the I have not made a ton of them. Um, I hope to in the yeah. future. But, uh, you know, when, when the demand is very high and the supply is very low, then the project is, is generally more expensive. However, there are other animals where it's like it's not a finished product yet it's not necessarily i hate to use the term product because it's like it sounds so like industrial and you know yeah. they're still animals but 
it's not a finished project, right? It's not, we haven't seen the, like the kind of like the real potential of the project. And when you're buying into something like that, you kind of have to price it or selling something like that. You almost have to price it in between, right? You can't go like crazy expensive because it's like, well, what does it even do? We don't know yet. And you can't go super cheap because it's like, well, there's a lot of potential there. Like maybe that could be something really cool. So you gotta have to just trust your gut, feel, feel it out. Um, and kind of, you know, the one thing I'll say for the majority of ball pythons is everybody gets caught up in like this hype train, like follow, Oh, this guy's doing this. We gotta be doing, we gotta be working with that. Or that guy's doing this. I gotta follow that direction. And the, the more and more and more I've, the more years that accumulate with this, I kind of realize that no matter what you're making, there are people out there that really like what you're making. Right. You know, and it's just connecting with those people. That's the key. Instead of trying to market your, I don't know, your pie combos to the guys who all want to do clowns. It's like, well, that's not, that doesn't like mesh with their collection. You know, if you're really, really heavy in pied, connect with the people that also are working with pied. You know, you're going to have, you're going to have crossover. That's just the nature of the industry. But you you want to, you want to really like build your, build a community with, with what you're making and like understand that, you know, and, and one of the things that like, I know people really, some people like Patreon, some people don't, you know, I, I get that like kind of divide. But one of the things that I've really loved about the, the Patreon is it's not necessarily like, oh, pay a certain amount of money and I'll teach you how to breathe. No, fuck all that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's about, you know, what are you making? Here's what I'm making. Can we work together? Hey, take this snake. Don't pay me for that yet. I want to get some babies out of this, breed it to that. You know, it's like, it's like a, a community of people working together. It's not necessarily all of them working together, but like, man, I picked up some of the best animals that I've purchased in the last year through off, like not through morph market, not through anything off through like personal sales, because I knew that this person had this pairing coming up yeah. and it's like really getting in touch with those like people, you know, the big guys are always there, you know, they're always making cool stuff. But man, you can get some really good stuff, like really, really good stuff from guys who are not the, you know, and nothing against Justin or Ozzy. Obviously, they make amazing animals. Like, let's yeah. be serious. But you can get amazing stuff also not just from them. You know, oh, this yeah. is a time, 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 time's unchanged, people. Oh, best believe. You yeah, can get it's, it's incredible what but yeah. people are making in their first, third, second, fourth season. It's like, whoa. Yeah, I was yeah. like, man, I was making pastel enchies. These guys are making enchi fire DG clowns. I'm like, holy shit! They're making me like sweat a little bit, you know. I'm like, fuck, man, I gotta get, I gotta start breeding again. Jacob, <laughs> 2019, you got in the game. When'd you come? Yeah, out? yeah, okay. 2019. He hit, he hit, he hit fucking DG clown combo on his third year. What the hell is that? Yeah, second year. Wait, yeah, third year. <laughs> you're right. That's right. That's you know what I mean? Um, but also, it's just kind of like it happens if it happens. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not something that you could really just throw your hands in there and say, whoop, I'm retiring now. Like, it's just, you you obviously put yourself on a certain level when you come into this game, right, Jacob? And I feel like it's all about keeping that bar raising, and, and that's the whole game plan, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I really did have a good vision, and I had a lot of time to, like, really research and look into it because i i could i could see the point where 
if I had just jumped in, like when I was first kind of like looking into it, I would have bought a hundred animals that didn't make any sense. Oh, you know, easily. You know easily. what I mean? I knew, I know when I was at that point, I remember when I was thinking that way, but you know, I, I took my time. I looked at like stuff. I found Justin, like different, different, uh, bigger breeders that had like, you know, a, a, you know, were on YouTube and stuff. And, and I started looking at the recessives and like DG clown, of course, was like in everything, which is kind of a staple, uh, you know, to, to some degree. Right. And, uh, and then, uh, I got a hold of Sebastian from uh, showcase and Great. That, dude, that dude, like I hit him up. I was like, Hey, I'm going to have some money, but I don't have it right now, but I'm, I'm really interested in some of these combos. And like, you know, looking back at that's like such a, like, you know, I could have just been some, you know, idiot tire kicker, you know, like I'm sure that, you know, we've all dealt with that. And, uh, but no, I mean, he like, he set up a phone call with me. We talked for months before I spent a dime with him, you know, and he kind of, he kind of, you know, gave me a peek at the future. Like what, what, if you want to do this and continue to do this and, and get to the top or at least be up there with, at, with everybody else at the top, you, you know, this, this is the, this is the track you want to get on. And these are the things that you need to look at. And it, and it wasn't like he was telling me what morphs to get, but he was telling me like, you know, double, triple, quad, recessive. That's where it's headed. You know, get that like mindset for you. Right. right? Instead and then like, it was the creativity of my own, you know, this right. way. Right, 100%. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, like, at the end of the day, man, it's um, <laughs> it's pretty impressive on how information, like, 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 Will, how many conversations you had with people where you gave them an insight, and then next thing you know, they become one of your best customers. You know what I mean? That's the, kind of, that's the kind of, but you have to be that person. Like, if you're not willing, if you're not, like, because if you just look at everyone at dollar signs and you go, well, I'm not going to talk to this dickhead. He looks yeah. like a tire kicker. Well, then, dude, you're you're going to just fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It's all about passionately explaining yes. to people what it is, why you work with what you work with. It clicks with some people, hence Showcase and Sybil, right? And it doesn't click with others. But obviously, it fucking sparked a fire under your ass, didn't it, Jacob? Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, that goes back. So, sorry, Jacob. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That goes back to working with what you like. Yes. Right? Oh if you God. work with what you like, you're going to be excited when people call you about it, when they ask you questions about it. You're like, you're excited. And that excitement is contagious, right? Like, well, if I sorry. call somebody about like a snake and they're like, oh, yeah, I made one, like, yeah, whatever. It's like, all right, I'll let you know, you know? But when yeah. I call somebody about a snake and they're like, oh, dude, you should see its clutch, mate. Like, you got to see this one here. Let me send you pictures, blah, 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 blah. Let me get into like this three-hour conversation about a snake it's like man this guy's fired up about this like i, yeah. I want to get in on this you know yeah. and that's that like that's the that contagious feeling about ball pythons that it's just it's tough to beat and there is part of that passion too is like i love talking about snakes man i've gotten in trouble from my wife because i've been like <laughs> hey i'm gonna go drop these snakes off with you know such and such i'll be right back and then we we spend three hours talking about snakes and then I'm coming home and she's like, how's the club? You know, dude, <laughs> that, that part of it is super. I love that part too. Like there's, it's just a passion all around, you know, like it isn't a thing to like meet somebody and like, you know, help them out and talk snakes and, and you know, whether they buy or not or whatever, you know, I've, you know, I've had a lot, a lot of opportunities to like meet people that way. And then some of them have been become really good friends inside the biz and, and, and it's cool, man. It's, I love it. I mean, anybody can call me and we'll talk snakes, you know, I mean, 
I'm not gonna lie. I geeked out when I first met Will because I first met Will at the Reptarium with yeah. Khalil. And man, I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> this, dude, Jacob. Just like how you talked about, man. Like I, I got into this game so excited, and 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 you know, I had people like Will and Khalil that I would. I remember I would look at their count. I mean, I, I think I followed you a good two years before we actually met Will. Um, but to actually kind of meet you. And then going from meeting you to now, somebody who's been a huge part of my growth in the podcast, because you come on my show anytime I ask you to, you've been a huge support to me. We're good friends. And it would have never been yeah. the case if it wasn't for the snakes. You know what I mean? Like, this is well, all over snakes, you know? Absolutely. The chances of us meeting outside of snakes is pretty low. I live in the Arctic and you live down in college. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, the chances of us of us connecting outside of that, it's, it's pretty low. But it, that's one of the things I love about the this industry is I, I have like lifelong friends all over the world. Yeah, you know, and, and Jacob, that's yeah. You Jacob, can't really put a price on that, you know. Jacob's only an hour and ten minutes from me, if that, right? Jacob, you're not far from yeah, me, right? If there was no traffic. I'd get there in an hour. Right, but like even that being that close away, we would have never met if it wasn't for the snakes. Yeah. Even Cali right. is as big as it is. Yeah, people, unless you have the same interest. Um, but man, it's just like I said, this this is a great game to be in, right? Because even if you don't like people, you meet people you like in this game because yeah. it's the snakes, you know what I mean? Not all the time, mind you, but that's why just like morphs, you don't have to get into that morph if you don't like it. You don't have to get in that group of people if you don't like that group of people. You get to have the choice. You have options in life. Choose yeah. where you want to go, man, but enjoy it, you know? Either way, I got to say, Will, Jacob, you'll back me up on this. You need people in this game. You need others. Otherwise, oh, otherwise, this ain't going to work for you. Yep. Man, so one of the things that a lot of maybe, I mean, most people probably realize this, but this is a very solitary game. You know, like I'm on my own all day. So like the yeah. only social interaction I get is talking to other people about snakes. Yeah. Right. It's like I, I crave it. I'm like, yeah, tell me what's going on. I'm calling people all day long. I have my headphones on while I'm cleaning tubs. And I'm like, yo, just call it. Like, I just have like a list. I just start going down the list. Who wants to talk to me today? You know, there's somebody, somebody answer the phone. And then once we're on the phone, we're like three hours. It's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. All right, I'll catch you. I'll catch you next week. You know, right. and just like that, that, uh, that social interaction. Like, I crave it. I, I, I need that. I can't, I couldn't just be a hermit and just clean snakes all day. I'd go crazy. Yeah. So, Jacob, I have a question for you. At this point where you're at, how many stuff in your collection, um, and when I say stuff like adult adult stuff in your collection that you already feel that you are coming on not needing pretty soon? Like, are, are you already at that point where you have stuff moving in so many directions forward where a lot of the females that kind of built your foundation, you already kind of don't have time for anymore? They're just not on the roster? Or well, th this is a good question because – uh, not to go down that rabbit hole, but the, the genetic testing has completely changed like what I'm doing, like from the moment that like it dawned on me, like what that meant with some of my pairings. Right. You know, I, I kept a lot of, uh, you know, multi-codom het clown girls and I've been pairing it to the clown het DG. And I did that last year. I was going to get rid of a lot of those females that were just, you know, like I've uh, black pastel, yellow belly hat. Uh, spot nose, yellow belly hat, uh, ivory inchy spot nose hat, bunch of girls that I was just going to sell. I was going to sell them as proven because they all went. And But when the genetic testing came out, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to, I'm just going to 
go for those crazy odds with them, I'll still make just as good on the clown end of it, but they'll all be 50% hit DG. I mean, I might as well play that game, you know, with that yeah. many clutches, you're bound to hit a few, a few good ones, you know? So you're, you're hella using, utilizing that, that's that, that uh, yeah. testing thing. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. I've, I've how, how, quick, how quick is the turnaround, Jacob? How, how quick are you finding out after you turn it It depends. I, I turned in one shed and I heard back like in like four or five days after they received it. But oh, then right. I sent in a bunch and I, it, it took like almost a month. So that what they told me was is they just wait till they get a bunch of a certain of a certain uh, gene, and then they test, they do a big run with all of them. So it's like it depends on when you get there. If you get there, like you know, you get ticket number one, you're going to be there a while. You know, you get ticket 150, you're probably pretty close to gone. You just need one shed, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Just one shed, or would yeah, you ask for like one like a quarter size of a shed? Yeah, I, I always send more. I always send more just because I don't know. I would send full. Fuck it. Here, take I know, right? I mean, I just feel like it, it can't be bad. I mean, yeah. If they mess it up, they have another piece they can use, you know? <laughs> Fuck up all you want, buddy. I got, no. <laughs> got all day. I, I think they have like like many, 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 many different tests off just a quarter size, though. That's, I think they need oh, like yeah, one yeah. scale. It's a tiny piece you know? to take. It's tiny. Yeah. It, it fits in the little tiny vial thing with the liquid. It's tiny. Right. Yeah. How, how many times have you used it, Will? I haven't yet, oh, wow. oddly enough. I wasn't like a huge like early adopter. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I'm still not like I'm kind of <laughs> on the fence about it. Why? Um, why? I'm curious why. I'm, I'm so curious to hear this. Why? Why I'm on the fence about shed yeah, testing? Like, regardless why? of my opinion, I just want to make it clear. Regardless <laughs> of my opinion, it's here and it's happening. So get on board. Like yeah. that's the that's just the facts. Right. But I don't. I think it takes away a little bit of the excitement from ball pythons. I think that like that feeling of proving something out, holding it back, growing it up, testing it, you know, like, or not testing it, but breeding it. And then finding out, Oh, that actually is heck clown. Like, Oh my God, now what I can do with it. Yeah. And I guess like the, the shed testing in a way does do that. However, careful what you wish for, because everyone, who's interested in like, you know, the, the value of animals. Well, I can now take the best het clown that I can possibly make and breed it into my desert ghost females. Don't have to worry that it's a visual clown. So I can almost skip making that visual clown, right? I can, I can, I don't have to make that crazy redhead clown combo. I can take the redhead het clown combo right. and go into a DG pied. Right. Right. Now I just test the whole clutch. Which ones are het clown? Right. Half of those are het clown. I've now taken that jump. I've jumped ahead, ahead, a full generation. Because right. I didn't actually have to wait to make that clown to make those triple heads. Right. Now I can make triple heads with a het. Or I can make triple heads with a het clown bred to a pied het DG. They're longer odds, but they're still in there. Right. And you just have to... You know, we're I'm I'm breeding probably 30, 40 clutches this year based on the fact that I know shed testing is available. Yeah. And so it's a bit of a Pandora's box, you know. Once you open the box, everybody can everybody can play this game, you know. Right. And so I'm gonna use it to my advantage as well and advance my projects with shed testing as well. Right. So it's just one of those things, you know, you're breeding quad heads to quad heads. 
and you're hitting a double visual that's pos, pos hat, double pos hat, you know, I can figure out very quickly if that's a double visual that's double hat for something else or hat for this, you know, right. it, it, it really accelerates. It doesn't change your odds, but it changes exactly which animals you are starting to pair together. Right. It doesn't the change the time. Example, it doesn't really change the time uh, as much either because you got to wait for them to mature to, to produce anyway. But it does, that's exactly what it does, though. It, it, it allows you to do the exact pairings that you need so, to do to produce, you know? I'll give you an example where it will change the time. If I hatch, let's just say, for example, I hatch a Desert Ghost Pied combo that is possible heck clown. Okay. Or in the past, I would probably breed that animal into like a few select clown females, try and prove it out before I, I just go like nuts and unleash before, it on all yeah, the right. clown combos. Right. right? I would prove that out and be like, okay, it is heck clown or it isn't heck clown. Right. Now, before it's even had its fifth meal, I know that's a DG clown combo. That's a hundred percent hat pied. Right. Instantly into the whole back rack. It's fed very right. well. It's grown up quickly. It's right. into the DG clown project right away. Right, and, right. And I have now, instead of taking that like trial year, I'm going into that first year Great being man. like, I know he's hat clown. Yeah. Unleash him on all the double hats and all the visual hats and all the double visuals. No, that's a good point for sure. And that definitely accelerates things for you. Right. That's the only, that's really the only example I can think of. Way more important with males. Right. With oh, males, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I want to know if he's het right now. You know, have, because that totally depends whether I keep him or I move him. I have females right now that are like being paired that are 66% het clown. And I'm not going to test them because I kind of want that. That, yeah. that you know that feeling and like you know all right we're cutting these eggs day yeah, 46 right. yeah. let's check them out <laughs> but, but 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 if i'm talking about like a, a selling standpoint right because let's let's talk about if it came down to you sitting on a clutch of snakes let's talk about eight and let's say it's a big clutch right and you, yeah. really don't, you only you really only need that one or two snakes right then you're sitting on the rest that are at 66 percent quote unquote right um or even pos hat right but what what's the price difference we're looking at here now? You know, if if you big, big right, big right. But but then also think about like this. Like let's just say I inquire for one of your animals, Will, on your website, right? And it's a double. It's sixty six double hat. It's sixty six percent double hat puzzle DG, right? Um, sure. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I say, hey, listen, I'm interested in this snake, but I want to pay for the shed testing. Can I pay for the shed testing? Which would kind of be more <laughs> likely not in my favor, right? Because if it no, all you can you can buy that you can buy that animal and then and, it and take it and shed test it <laughs> if you'd like to do that you can right. buy it as a 66 hat and shed test it but if it's gonna sit here and you're like i want to know whether it's hat or not first right that's like saying like i want to know the score of the football game before i place my bet right it's right. like well no <laughs> you know if, I, if it's I, if it's double hat then you're charged like it's a double hat right i, I could say yeah. I, could just, I could just see like assholes asking for shed testing on 100% hats or some shit, you know, like oh, yeah. just because you're oh, spending, because I mean, you're spending 20 100% head and you want to spend the money to shed test it, knock yourself out. Yeah. You know, Do feel you, free. Let's add a Nido kit to that. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. One of the cool things with shed testing though, is like when you have potentially like double sired clutches, I, I've always kind of like steered away from 
let's say, for example, you've got uh, uh, Desert Ghost Genetic Stripe Heck Clown Male and a Desert Ghost Hypo Heck Clown Male. And you've bred them. You want to put them both to this crazy clown female you have. Right. Now I feel like I, I can do that. I still have to test the whole clutch. Right. But, oh, that clown is actually – and you only have to test for one of them. To find well, out in that case, hypo. in that case, you have to test for both of them. Well, but, the, uh, the head hypo, yeah, right. Yeah, you test for the head hypo, and it's like, okay, these animals are head hypo; these are not. Those potentially, right. well, actually, yeah. If it's that, you only have to test for one in that example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they're not from the desert goes hypo, then they're definitely from the desert goes g stripe. Exactly. So the other ones that are not head hypo are head g stripe. Right. 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 Same thing with the asphalt yellow belly complex or the gravel yellow belly complex. Yep. A lot of guys. We're like, oh, I can't wait for a gravel test. I'm like, well, why don't you just test for yellow belly? Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if it's if it's not yellow belly, it's definitely gravel. Right. Right. You have your answer without the test. Yeah. So test it for the yellow belly complex. Like, if it's a yellow belly, you'll know right away. And if right. it comes back, no, this is not a yellow belly, but it's from a a highway. Well, you know it's a gravel. Right. Right. 100. percent Yeah. But, but there's also the chance. It could not have gravel either, though, right? Well, it could be asphalt, but if it's come from a highway, you would. I'm just saying, though, like, but, but you could still get a normal from like a highway. Like, I mean, there's still no. possible. No. Oh, so no, you get they're it. allelic. Oh, right. So like, two One genes, the they other. act like a super, right? Well, Python talk. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it gets confusing, bro. Like, every time someone's like, oh, these are allelic, I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I hate it. Like, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just like you know process that information so yeah obviously i mean at this point jacob i'm sure there's people that you're even mentoring you know like new people come in very quickly so next thing you know you come you go from being the noob to now you're that guy giving advice like that one guy was giving you advice um let's kind of talk about some of the top morphs to invest in this year um we could go codom or recessive but like if we were just kind of just talk off the top of the brain here what are some things you guys are liking this year? And and, and and we can kind of speak for the people who are just now coming into the game, like the ones who were literally me and Jacob in 20 fucking 19, 27, just, just, just nerds who have no clue. You know what I mean? So let's talk about it. Will. So, I mean, like what's, what's hot, I guess. Like, what do you, you want to know what's listen, we're buddies, right? Let's, let's just talk <laughs> about like, Hey man, good to see you at the barbershop. Cool. Let's, I mean, I want to get into snakes. Will like, what's up, man? Like what's, what's, and, and you know that I kind of have an idea. Like, what, what would you tell me? Like, what, what are, what are some things that you like right now that are happening morph wise in the market? So things that I like are going to be totally Personally different you. than things that I recommend to you. Right. Ooh. I'm going to say like, well, what, what is it that you're interested in? Like, is it, just because I like puzzle and I like desert ghost and I like tri-stripe doesn't mean that you do. You might be like, I love the way that ultramental and hypos work. It's like, okay. Yeah. With that information, here's how I would develop your collection. Right. You know, instead of just like saying like, Oh, work puzzle, work desert ghost, work tri-stripe, work clown. It's like, yeah, I get it. You know, everybody loves clown. I like clown a ton, but one of the things that it's not the only gene on the market. Yeah. You know, there's so that's the beauty of ball pythons. There's so many different looks that we can achieve, and clown gives you an awesome avenue, but it's not the only avenue to go down, yeah. you know. And I, I think a lot of the market looks at looks at combos with clown glasses on only, 
Right. And it's like, man, I can think of a ton of combos that are like, and I'm not shitting on Clown. Clown's a huge part of my collection. I love the gene. It's it's the number one recessive on the market, hands right. down. Yeah, but, but Jacob, but, when we got into the game, we were told, I remember around that time, we were told you got to have Clown. Like, I remember a lot of I people were saying that was the foundation, but now a lot of people are saying that's not the foundation that you have to have anymore. Well, if you look at it, everything's been Clown and something else. Right. Up until recently and, you know, We've been, we've been seeing <laughs> we've been seeing like you know the dg tri-stripe tri-stripe stuff and like dg right. puzzle and, and uh, exanthic uh desert ghost like people are people are now just starting i mean there's been people that have been working on it but it's well, really I'm starting there. to come into the market big you know right you know definitely the, definitely those like those those combinations like a lot of those i mentioned are, are things that i think are you know a, a hot a hot thing to get into Sure. Yeah. There's no doubt DG is Anthic. That's a big one. Yeah. I mean, it's like it it takes what is Anthic. I wish it had have been in the first place. Right. And like, yeah. okay, that's an Azanthic. You know, that's yeah. what I've been looking for. Right. You know, um, DG puzzle, DG try, of course, natural, yeah. like fairly obvious directions. Yeah. Um, but then you know, like like obviously clowns great, but like there's so many combos out there that haven't even been remotely touched. Right. And the, the ball Python market is very quick to see one combo and be like instantly either like it's the best thing ever or it's no, no potential whatsoever. Right. And that's true. I, 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 I always find that kind of comical because you look at somebody like Justin who has taken a gene multiple times over like yeah. it's almost like he's given you the formula. It's like, look, these old genes that everybody said that's dead, put it over here and boom, you have you have magic. Right. And it's like it still doesn't click. And it's like, guys, like it's it's work stuff that you see potential in. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. This is not a business for everybody. This is the majority of this industry is a hobby. Right, I, 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 it, I'm sorry. Go ahead, and 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 it's not, it doesn't have to be a business for everybody, you right. know. Right. So you can treat if if, it, if this is a hobby for you, man, work with whatever you want. Right. You know, work with like what what is it that makes you like excited to to check that incubator? That's what you should be working with. And it's but, such a cliche thing to say. Oh, work with what you want. Like I, I get it. You know, but. But I'm I honestly, not, I'm not gonna lie though, that this episode isn't for those people. Yeah. <laughs> this, is I mean, for, uh, this is if you're this is for the people who want to make some fucking a business out of this, you know what I mean? Um well then that comes down to your creativity. Yeah. Really, is that that's what it comes down to. What do you see in the project? What do you you know? If I had have just done what everybody else said, this is what you should be doing, even the top guys at the time, right? You know. When I was just getting going, these guys were like, oh, you need to work with this. You need to work with that. You need to work with this. And I had that like bit of that rebellious, you know, teenager, you know, early 20s. Man, fuck that. I'll work with whatever I want. Right. And that's kind of the one of the things that I attribute to the success that we've had is, you know, not necessarily just following the path that everybody else got. I'm going to go over there, see what's going on over there. You yeah. know, that's always been and, 
That's always been your style, bro. That's why. I yeah, did you do that with DG kind of like you were all heavy in DG when it was under the radar for a long oh, time? Yeah, yeah. Time. yeah, so, yeah. everyone said it was like, oh, you know how many people told me that's a desert hypo? Like, yeah. dude, they don't breed. I'm like, bro, well, I have them multiple times, so I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> yeah, know? right. How fun. Yeah. That's a desert and, uh, county. <laughs> Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> I just, at the, at the time, it was banana GHI when I was getting in, and it was like, those were the, you don't have a banana? Are you kidding me? How are you going to make any money? It's like, well, <laughs> first of all, like, I, I, I'm not even going to go down that road, but right. it's, um, it just was like I, I saw bananas and I was like, yeah, they're like banana was definitely an impactful one because it's like extremely visual right. for a base morph, right? Right. right. But I just remember taking the first pastel desert ghost out of the bag at the airport and was like, what the yeah. like why is no one talking about this shit? Oh, this yeah. is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And um and I just kind of went from there, fell in love with it and was just like, Yeah, this is what I want to do. That worked, and worked out pretty well. <laughs> and ten years later, people are like, "Oh, maybe he was right." You know, <laughs> it's uh, right. how much? Yeah, time? no, I love the gene, and you know, there's there's a lot of other stuff like the white lace stuff. Man, I'm pretty impressed with it. Well, it's yeah, not yeah. a gene that I jumped into like right away. Probably got, I don't know, seven or eight lace females that are, that are breeding for us this year, but nice. not not like a like a, a sizable group of them compared to a lot of other guys who are in the project, you know? Right. And uh, yeah, just something I'm, I'm a little bit further behind on, but definitely something we're, uh, we're very excited about. And I, I want to run them. I don't want to run them together. I mean, I, I am interested in putting them together, but I almost want to run them simultaneously together. I right. see like, okay, this combo works really well with desert ghost. That one works really well with white lace because what grabs my eye is bright contrasty stuff right. it's just that like that like pop yeah you open a bin you're like whoa what the fuck that thing looks like it's painted you know that's so, what that's what grabs me well so obviously well known for the dg stuff in your collection but have you ever looked at a snake that you were like holy shit would like to put this in the dg projects of mine but it was an enhancer oh yeah for sure and, and, i mean and, i you won't my, do that though, right or will you yeah for sure you put an enhancer sure. to dg yeah and, and and it comes out looking like a dg of some sort right yeah they're 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 i mean it's, it's different lines of the same gene so we're talking yeah, like an, we're talking like an orange ghost hypo type shit is what we're talking about yeah yeah wow yeah. Now, you know, we had, to, it sounds like that's what is going to come out too when, when uh rare genetics gets done with the testing is that they're, they're they come up as the same gene right genetic testing so okay my question to you now, like if you have somebody who favors one name or the other, let's just say I have a bunch of quote unquote enhancer stuff. And I'm like, I fucking hate this name. I want to, I want to call it DG <laughs> and this shed testing proves what it is. Is it being the same? Could you just label all your shit DG now? Or is that, is that a no, no? I mean, I, the market's doing it already. Yeah. It's not me saying to do it. Like Justin's labeling enhancer G stripe clowns as desert ghost G stripe clowns. Oh, it's yeah. like, well, okay, I'm going to follow that lead, you know? Uh, the, the the combination between the mix, what do you call that? I heard some people calling it enhancement. I was like, no I didn't call it DG, you know? Um, yeah, I was just like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not subscribing to this. Like, we're not making this a gazillion. Big thought of that name, dude. What the? Uh, so, enchantment. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call them BGs. <laughs> In my collection, stuff from enhancers are labeled enhancer. Like I keep the lines separate within my collection. The ID cards, I know exactly that that's a head enhancer, that's a head desert goes, that's you know. But right. when I post it on Instagram, I'm not like, oh, this is a 50% head enhancer and 50%, you know, Desert Ghost. And this is the enhancement clown. It's like, no, I'm just like, that's a DG clown. You yeah. know, yeah. the same way back in the day, we had Ralph Davis line lavenders and Excalibur line lavenders. And mm -hmm. one was supposed to be more yellow and one was supposed to be more purple. Now, what do people say? Labs. It's just like lav. It's a lavender. Yeah. You know, it's all just been muddied together. And you want to keep the line pure? Feel free. Yeah. Like I have no issues with it. You make something really crazy, I'm a buyer. Right. But you do that work. I'm just going to keep making crazy DG combos, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of just how I feel about it. Yeah. And w Jacob, what, what would be your, your thoughts on the one of the top morphs for you this year? And maybe it could be something you don't even have yet, but I don't, what's something that you're really feeling good about? Well, this year, Lace, White Lace and Lace is probably going to be like the big addition to some of these clutches. Um, uh, just getting my, I want to get more combos into the desert ghost clown stuff. So I've got, I got a grip of males that are about ready to come up that, uh, will help out in that. I got a hurricane. I've got some, an asphalt and, uh, they're all double heads. Um, and then I have, uh, what else do I have? Oh, I have a, GHI Red Strut Clown Het DG mail that I got from Miguel. Ooh. Um, nice. that's the one that's that's the one that's been slow growing, man. He's he makes me mad. He won't eat anything bigger than a pup. He's it's it's killing me. He should be ready by now, but you tried ASFs? I actually have just started, actually. <laughs> I mean they're uh they're uh Kenyan bush hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we call around here. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, what's I the thing? That. Write that name down. What'd you say that one more time? What are they? What are they called? I, I forget. Can did I? What did I say? And uh, Arabian Bushmat. What are they called? No, Kenyan. Kenyan. Oh, oh Kenyan. <laughs> Kenyan. What? Bush hamsters. <laughs> are you writing that reals? It's a good name. Yeah, I need an. I need. I need an alternate name myself. Thank you. But I always say that when I call them something, but it's always something different. It's yeah. like just three random words. So have you tossed an ASF to that mail yet just to see if it take it would take it or not yet? Not him yet, but Dude, I have the fuck I have doing? some access, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try it next week. He I helped I mean he'll take the pups, but I'm sick of feeding him like three pups a week. So what do you do? Do you have, you, you deal with that a lot, Will, in your collection? Like a slow grow mail and and you have yeah. like any tricks or anything like that to get them going, or what are you doing that? Yeah, I mean I've I've recently like over the last six to eight months gotten rid of all my norwegian rats i moved strictly over to asfs wow. that's all i breed i still bring norwegians in for my collection because my asfs colony is not producing at the the level that i need right. it to yet it's still in it's kind of its ramp up stage but um man i gotta say that those things are are crack hamsters for for ball pythons like i i went into the room today and fed out 250 adult asfs and it's just, I don't know. There's something about them. I don't want to say that they're like, oh, it's natural food source or I, I don't know the answer to that. They, but just like, they just like it. I just know that they hit them hard. You know, like when you yeah. put one in, 
some of the some of the girls that I have that are kind of like iffy on rats, they um they kind of they'll, they'll take a rat here and there, but they're not like enthusiastic about it. Right. You you put an ASF in there and it's like boom, like oh, instantly, yeah. like it barely hits the ground and they're like coming right for it. And it's I'm just like, okay, there's something here, you know. Obviously, they 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 want that. And with certain males, like with the male you're talking about, man, if it wants to eat caviar, I'll give it caviar. Like I want yeah. that thing to breed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just I got, eat I got the opportunity now. Nice rats, ASS. Go ahead, man. It's all yours. Yeah. I my my experience with it has been with a, a spot nose monarch 66% clown girl that would not eat at all. Mm-hmm. So I put a little ASF hopper in there and yep. like it, it hit the it hit the ground and it was there for like two seconds. And I've never seen this thing even approach food and it came yeah. out and smacked it. And that's how it's been ever since. That's all I need to hear. That's crazy. That snake wants ASF. Yeah. And it's just so like, weird. okay. I, I just kind of figured that the majority of my collection, not everybody's gonna, it's not gonna hold true for everyone, but right. the majority of my collection eats well on ASFs. They really like do well on ASFs. Yeah. And I kind of sat there and was like, man, if I could have somebody in the area that could drop off 500 adult ASFs every week, wouldn't that be amazing? Like I would feed those every week. Yeah. I was like, well, wait a second. Why am I breeding all these like really high end ball pythons and I don't have the that the best food source that like that food yeah. source ironed out? Like, what am I doing? So I just was like, screw this. I can get rats anywhere. I can't get any ASFs anywhere. Right. So I was like, I'm just gonna breed those and really specialize on that food source. <laughs> and I have a rat breeder near me, a really good buddy of mine. That's like, hey man, if you need 300 pups, I'll swap them out for 300 ASFs. Cool, done. Oh yeah. So everything that's for sale gets um gets gets pups and, and is fed pups unless the customer says I have access to ASS to get them going on ASS, then no problem. Right. But um all my stuff, all my personal collection is is on ASS. I mean, without even looking at the numbers, and I, I hope somebody comes out with like a fact sheet on the the comparison fat to protein between rats and ASFs, like an adult, right? But without even looking at those numbers, if you just simply look at a medium rat and you look at an, an adult ASF, right? Like you just could see so much more on a rat. And when I say so much more, I mean so much more that it's consumed that isn't good for the snake, you know? Um, ASFs are just like, you know, listen, even with humans, there's cleaner versions of steaks. Like there's higher protein and like just cleaner oh. foods. There's cleaner foods out there, right? Yeah. This ASF is just a cleaner rodent for your, your snake and, and 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 people who have their collection on asfs swear by this you know what i mean so yeah. i think rats the way we have to look at it is like weight of the meal is not the only factor you know everyone says like well i can get a rat to 80 grams in four weeks and it's like right you know i've used this comparison before it's like yeah and i can eat a two pound big mac or i can eat 500 grams of lean chicken breast like which yeah. one's better yeah I'm pretty sure most people will agree that the the chicken breast is better, you know. Yeah. Um, and I the 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 rat at 80 grams is still a juvenile rat. That thing will grow to 300 grams, 400 grams, right? So it's right. still it's not even it's like only 25 percent of the way grown. And so if you look at most mammals with biology, juvenile animals are packed full of fat right? That they're, they're, they're like on milk, they're, they're eating a lot of fatty yeah. foods. It's all fat on their body. 
Like, look at a two-year-old kid. It's just like this roly-poly little chubby thing, you know? And <laughs> an ASF at that same size, an 80-gram ASF at that size is a mature ASF or a 100-gram right. ASF. Right. That's, a, that's a breeding ASF. That's an adult. And so it's got a full, like, skeletal structure developed. It's got all its muscle developed. It's hides fully developed. It's, it's, a, it's a much more developed food source. And right. so I think, I think they would probably come in pretty close if we were all feeding 300-gram rats when it's got a fully developed skeletal structure and the whole, like, all of its, it's its full meal, right? right? But when we feed 80-gram rats, we're feeding snakes veal every single meal. Right. Right. That makes sense. Kind of the way I've looked at it and was like, well, they're a more mature rodent by the time I'm ready to feed them off. There's definitely a longer holdback period. Like I can't four weeks old. They're only like this big, right? They're not huge. So I have to hold them for close to three months before I can feed them off. But I don't mind doing that at all. I have ASFs of every size and it's once once you get it going, it's right. like you have unlimited amounts. Yeah, on the roll now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the thought of this, right? I mean, we're talking AFSFs. I'm on this big quell kick lately. You know what I mean? And, and and I just think everything in this life needs diversity. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying, oh, man, fuck, you know, fuck the AFSFs. I'm just going to go all quells. No, I'm not saying that at all. But <laughs> I don't think it would hurt. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of switching things up especially if you want to lean something out like imagine if you have a snake that you maybe took over from someone's collection which obviously let's that's the case for a lot of people right um man at the end of the day a lot of people can't get access to asfs i don't say a lot of people but that's the case some people have no choice but to feed their snakes rats right but if you can't get your hands on asfs i always feel like there's multiple solutions out there for a diverse diet i just don't think the whole sourcing to rodent to rats for feeding your reptiles i mean do think about it that's that's a big no-no with monitors like there's people who feed their monitors rodents and the og monitors <laughs> are like yeah there's people who do that but you don't do that like that's what ends the lifespan of a monitor quicker than anything is by feeding them nothing but rodents you know like strictly it, rodents right yeah, rodents should be true yeah no, right but, but even like like for instance for your tree monitor right i mean that thing should, that thing should probably maybe get like a hopper not even a hopper a fuzzy once every other week or once a week maybe right. i would think right. because everything else is just insects or egg or yeah. some sort of different like that that right you know just like you know you go out to eat even though we all are you know not all but i know i'm against this i was raised off fucking fast food i'm not gonna lie i was i was raised off jack in the box my dad took me to fucking that's how i had my fun right um <laughs> But at the end of the day, like, I don't even know where I was going with that. I want Jack in the Box now. <laughs> right? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. But I mean, shit. I, I just feel like, um, yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like a reptile is a reptile, I feel like. So I got to, I got to, you know, I, I thought about this, guys, with the chondros, right? Like, you got to think about how many chondro breeders are particular on how they do certain things because how fragile a chondro, quote, unquote, could be, right? But I feel like it's the same fucking thing with anything. I, I just feel like with the ball python, it could deal with it a lot more better than other snakes because what does a ball python do? It hides <laughs> in a dark and contained area and it doesn't move. So yeah, right. I, I just think um like like what you said, Will, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be sitting on these 10, 15000 dollars projects, don't be feeding your shit McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like 
keep that. But, shit I mean, like, let's be serious. There's nothing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with rats. I mean, I fed rats for 15 years. I, you know, I just think, uh, I, I think if we're purely looking at, and, and guys, I, I, I don't want to say for sure, but I, in my gut, feel like you'll get better production, better breeding, better everything on ASF eaters. Remember who I said just, that? Remember who said that? And you, you got, it wasn't you. I think it was, I don't want to say who it was, but God, you guys went ballistic on them. Poor JP. JP said that. <laughs> I, <knew it. laughs> I did, man. I called. I was like, man, you're full of shit. Like, I was like, no. Poor JP. And bro, I'll give it to him. He was on to it. Like, I, I, I think I think he was right. I I, I do. Yeah. I um so much so that I've changed up what I do. Yeah. And that's fine. Listen, this is you know what's crazy is like you know, Will's being somebody who's in the game as long as he has, and he's still willing to switch shit up if he has to. But yeah. anyone should be ready for that. Like evolving's evolving, right? I mean, for sure. You're, you're always gonna be down for that, Will. If if you know you could do something that is gonna make you feel like you're bettering. The production and not only that the health of the animal you're gonna make that move you know for sure and um i mean it's kind of a no-brainer yeah you know yeah. yep huge um and and i gotta say first and foremost remind me will how you like to feed your males uh your breeder males if you have a male that's just going to work for you and he's still eating like he's he's smashing food how often are you feeding him i'm curious probably every three days small meals every three days a breeder male yep dude I, i'm intrigued right now okay so what are we talking like rat pups or what are we talking here i'm using like asf hoppers probably like 15 15 or 20 gram meals and we're talking about and 800 gram or 800 to 1000 thousand eleven hundred gram male 800 to a thousand gram male small I, I want to keep snacks i want to keep i want to keep like food in his system and that's just what's worked for me i've had I've, I've tried every way i can think of and what i've noticed is the males that i the males that i feed really well oh boy that is really close to being dead <laughs> damn we'll, okay we'll we're back work over there um the males that i've I, i've tried feeding like large meals to to males and seeing how they breed this way that I've done it, I've, I've kind of every three or four days, and it's like they don't all eat every three or four days, but I kind of go in with a bin full of like kind of hopper midsize ASF and just kind of like tease them, like, hey, are you interested? And the ones that take, take, and the ones that don't, no problem. But I want to make sure that those males stay fed because the, the males are the ones that go through like this massive amount of stress. Right. right. It's it's not uncommon for a ball python to go off of food, shed a bunch of weight. Oh shit, he's losing weight. I gotta pull him out of the rotation. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. You know, this year with the ASFs has been the first year that I've had all of my males, and I mean all of them, stay on food into April. Right now is kind of when my males are going off of food. But like their job's already done. I'm like, all right, I don't have to worry about like breeding you out for another four months and really like burning you out like you're you're cool you don't want to eat cool sit in your friggin bin but you're not like expending all that energy you know yeah and uh it's worked really well it's worked really really well this Dude. is the first year i've had males get bigger from the time we started breeding them to this to till now 
they're actually way more than they did in October. Normally it's like a couple hundred grams, 150 grams, hundred grams less. Man, this is hitting really hard right now because at the end of the day, you got to understand if you feed something that needs to digest, right? You, you know, like for instance, like me, I'm feeding my breeder males a small rat every week to every other week, I guess. If they want to eat, they want to eat. I'll feed it, right? But here I am giving a couple days break at best and then I pair them back up. It has to be stressful to be going back into breeding with a full stomach like that. Like I know personally when I have a full stomach, I don't really want to bone. I just want to go to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah, that, lazy males. And I mean, I'm just saying like that's just the case. But if, <laughs> we're talking about snacks, you know, not, not yeah. nothing, nothing to overflow, nothing where you're like, oh my God, I'm full. It's just a little taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could be game changing, bro. Just, you know, frequent, frequent meals. And not, not like, um, you know, if they ate twice a week, maybe I give them one the following week, but right. it's, it's just like, I just want to make sure that they are on food and continuously, continuously eating. Are they shitting and, quicker? Are they like, are, are, do you see them shitting quick or, or do they hold well, it on okay, a little so bit longer? There's one, that's another thing that somebody, I think it might've been Jordan who, who was like, man, they, I have to clean less when I feed ASS. I'm like, bro, shut up. No, right. you don't. You know? <laughs> and, and then I was like, wait a second. I haven't pulled a shit out of that tub in like a month. Like, where are they? You know? Yeah. And it's like, they just All like right. eat it and it's like, they're good. Oh, because they, they're, they're holding on to it. I get it. So they're not. I, they're not I don't know. Out. Like when they pass pass a bowel movement on on these, it seems the the, the you're not getting like these dog turds in the back of the bin. Right. You know, <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about, or the yeah, ones that like, yeah, my, are, I was scraping that shit earlier today. Yeah, God. that are like all over the side of the tub. Like those are yeah. gone. Like, it, it's it's like small healthy looking turds bright white urates i'm like like that huh maybe there's something there i don't know i can't say for sure i can just tell you what has been working for us i like that what do you think about that jacob that's pretty interesting don't you think yeah you know i think anton does the same thing with his males i think he he, he gives them small meals in between pairings and stuff uh -huh. him telling me that what about the whole growth of a male uh, do you have any kind of tips and tricks with that will as far as getting a male to i mean is that an interest to you like when it comes to you having a real powerful male that you know you could use um i'm not saying that you have like a forcing technique but like what, what, what like do you keep it in a smaller tub if that's the case or like what, what's the best way to go about getting your male to get on the very fastest track to growing so right off the bat i don't even consider a male until it it's, uh, yeah. until it's you there, but at 18 months, his phone's dying for sure. Approximately, Will's going down. You there, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Is this okay? There he goes, he'll be back. But what about I mean, because listen, you know, obviously, Mark Bailey shot to the homie man, but he's he's told me things that's like, what you've got your mail to breed that quick and. Um, I don't know. I, what do you think about that? Like getting males to breed at a young age, you know, I mean, are, are you pro that or what do you think of that, Jacob? I'm pro whenever they're ready to go. I mean, I've had males at like 450, like getting close to 500 that were had plugs were like rearing to go. I put, I put them in with a, you know, 2,500 gram female and 
like they locked instantly, you know, and it was small. He was under 500 grams for sure. And uh, I mean, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you can't really, it's just going to happen. It's, it's like yeah. anything in nature. It's like, you're not going to make them do something that they don't want to do. Like right. they're either going to pair or they're not. And it's, if they don't, there's no harm. That's that, just, that's my opinion on it. That smaller male. I'm curious. Was it just put to one female or do you put them to a lot of females? I think I put it to two females that year. If I remember correctly. And he's, yeah. he's, he kept eating and everything. He never went off food or anything like yeah, that. He kept eating. I mean, but like he, he actually, well, I mean, I hope he, he was about 700 grams at the end of that season. You know, after, after that end of that pairing, like after I was done pairing him and so, I paired well, a lot too. I was pairing a lot back then. Yeah. I'd get like, you know, five locks. Like I wasn't fucking around. <laughs> see if Will's back. Will, you there? Can you hear us? I hear you. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're you know, just the, the take on getting a male to breed at a younger age, you know, like, um, and, or, you know, I, I don't know. I've just, I've heard from other breeders who told me they've gotten their males to lock up the females at like six months and stuff like that. And I don't know if that's just a dangerous thing to do or, or, or whatever, but what's your take on that? Will? I think young males can go downhill very quickly. I think you gotta be very careful, very cautious with the young male. I have done it. I like, you know, everybody has, um, I don't recommend it. I have this last season have said, you know what? I've had lots of males that I wish I could have used last year that were potentially ready that I said, you know what? Fuck it. Another summer's not going to hurt them. And I went into this season with 15 or 20 males that are all 18 months old. And man, what a difference it's made. Like it just like every male has got six, seven girls gravid. They go in, they lock, they come out, they eat. It's like, Oh, that's how a ball python's supposed to breed. Not this, like, you know, not this like six month old that oh you got him to seven hundred grams. It's pure fat. It's no, right. it's not a whole ton of muscle, and you know, it, it, it easy come easy go. You put on size easy, you drop size easy. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, you start locking up a young male and it goes off of food. You know, you want to be pretty careful about him. Yeah, for Jacob. sure, for sure, <laughs> definitely be careful. No, it's for reals. I mean, no, it is. You, I, I, I don't recommend it. I was just stating fact. I've seen it from young males, but I mean, that's one male out of you know seven that I had, and uh, you know, most of those, know. most of those, and I think it's more about age, you know, time period more than it is size. To be honest, I think too, because that male was actually uh, kind of a slow grower in the beginning, so he was that male was probably close to like almost a year old at that time. So when he was about just just under 500 grams, he was probably a year old. So, I mean, you know, I don't and know. Let's, let's think about like this, Jacob, because, you know, we're talking about how your, your, you know, your ears are semi still wet. You know, you, you haven't really oh, yeah. gotten your feet that concrete into the game yet. So could you even afford to lose that snake if that male, for whatever reason, did not put in the work and went the opposite route? Would that, would that kind of put a, a damper or a fucking debt in your collection if that mail would have went the other way well i mean i had backup mails so definitely it, it wouldn't have been as as good but it still would not have been like a loss right in the project it would just maybe set me back a little bit right but it, to where i could be with the other mail but 
Um, there, there are a couple of projects that I was like very thin at, um, with my Monarch clown project, I only have one male. And yeah. so I, I'm very careful with him. And I, I actually kind of, kind of got lucky the way he's been pairing so far is that I've been able to kind of like just pair him to one female for a little while and then she's done. And then the next female is sitting right around, you know, 12, 15 millimeters. You know, after he's had like a month break and then he goes and he goes to her and then now he's just now moving into the third female that I have that I'm breeding this year. So hopefully yeah. we get three more clutches this year, later this year. I mean, because if you look at the reality of things, guys, <laughs> there's people who buy a snake thinking I don't ever want to spend this much money on a snake again. I want to hurry up and make this fucking snake <laughs> so I can make the money right back. Right. right. There's just yeah. people who yeah. just. Good luck, right? But there's people with that attitude who like, okay, understand this game is full of luck. Good luck and bad luck. Yeah. You could hit a stints line of just shit luck there where whatever oh. whatever it is that you had on that fucking game plan out the fucking window. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you're not careful, you know what I mean? So play your cards right. Yeah. For sure. No question. Yeah. I, you know, everybody pretends like, oh, these things, nothing, nothing wrong ever happens because everyone looks at Instagram and Facebook and it's always the, oh, yeah. look at the new hatchling. But like, yeah, females get egg bound. It fucking, it's awful, but it happens. And you have to be prepared for these type of things. Males will get infected hemipenes. Males will go off of food and never get back on food. It's rare, but it happens. You know, I find with young males that's more likely the case than with a mature you know two-year-old um right the the males that i've tried to breed young will will give me a clutch i'll get two clutches or maybe three clutches out of them but then the following year they're like a write-off they go if they go off of it there are certain except exceptional individuals that just no matter what you do you know you they're always gonna eat and it's like okay those type of males sure try them young but just watch them because if they go off of food, be careful. Um, one of the things that I've definitely noticed is a male that you breed young that goes off of food the following year generally is not nearly as vigorous of a breeder for you compared to if you had just said, you know what, leave them alone, let them grow, breed them at two years old. That's your safe. It's, it's just your safe window. You yeah. know, they're mature they're, and they're like, 900,000, 1100 grams solid snakes, not 600 gram, you know, six month old. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's just when those six month olds do go off of food, they can go downhill very quickly. And, and that's, a, that's a wrong time in a ball python's life to go off food. <laughs> right. It should be like, it should be it's like eating prime, right? Yeah. That's what it's putting on its most size. It's, it's like a very pivotal point in its life you have six months old that are going off of food consistently it's like man check something because those should be like pop a pop a a feeder in there and like forget about it it's gone you know um it's like it's like putting a phenon 14 year old that's fucking epic at hockey right and you just throw him in that fucking goddamn nhl at 14 years old his balls haven't dropped yet yeah it's gonna be a rough throw but guys, just, yeah. just, we're talking about reptiles as a whole. Maturity is always going to be on your side. That's why anything. it's like any, right. anything. Doesn't just matter. Just because you can have a kid at twelve doesn't mean you should. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's just, true. 
Go watch all the old Mori videos. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but but this is my exact point. Like I feel like there's just too many quote unquote shortcuts in the ball python game that people think that are an advantage, but it's not. Like you might have, like you said, you might have pulled a couple clutches out of that guy. But guess what? Next year is it's written off. You know, other than that, yeah. unless you're trying to work. Year, you have better females, more advanced females. You know, it, it's just like why? Yeah. You know, like yeah, I had several males last year that I really wanted, like a DG hypo clown. You know. He was big enough. He was 800 grams, like eight months old. But I just said, you know what? No, I mean, I'm just going to let him sit, let him go for the year. And this year, he's got seven girls gravid right now. So yeah, right. I'll take those seven clutches over two potentially last year that, you know, and then this year not getting much from him at all. It's just not worth it to me. Just another reason to have backup males, man. Oh, and that's one avoid these do. situations. Do you don't push a male just because it's your only option? If you've got, if you've got other options, you can just like you said, sit on him. Yeah, so, you know, take him to something yeah. else. You know, having so, you know, kind of alleviate that problem. The most underrated thing in the world. People think, oh, I just get one male, we're good. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> not. <It's rare>. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucked yeah. up. My pretty my first year of breeding, I had one male that like went off food for like five months, and he was yeah. like the main male for like a lot of my my stuff that oh, happened well. to be ready to go. And I was just like, dude. And then I didn't have a backup male. It was like my first big like ass whooping, you know. <laughs> like, and, and I had to like really rethink. So now I probably have too many males just because of that. You know, kind of got some PTSD from that. I'm like, all right, I'm just never gonna happen again. <laughs> right. Now, Will, we've talked about this quite a bit before, um, you know, and like, mind you, I don't mind the excitement when some people get in, but, you know, there's so many things that you could dump money into, whether it's a project in the ball python game, rack systems, an incubator, the list goes on, right? Um, for somebody who's coming into the game and, you know, they're, they're, they're in no rush, but they want to make the right investment moves. Um, for you, what would you say the biggest investment would be other than collecting your morph projects what would you say the next biggest thing would be um honestly i think the best thing that you can do is is to to go and put your face out there go to the shows Travel. get out to the get out to these expos get out and 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 go and see people go break bread with people have a drink with people it's man it's so important because outside of that you're one two three morphs on instagram and it's like okay like i know this guy but like i don't really hey man i got your sticker bro thank you <laughs> you know yeah like you know but if, if, if somebody comes up and is like hey i'm so and so like nice to meet you yada yada it's like oh hey bro like yeah i remember talking to you like this is that's that little connection right there means the world right like you you like everybody when you meet someone you get a vibe off them like I, I like this person or I don't like it. I trust this guy or I don't trust this guy. You know, everybody gets that and it's going to be different for everybody, right. but it's man. It, it's like, I, I can't imagine not going to shows because that's where everything happens. You know, the, 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 the snakes are going to happen regardless. You're going to make your snakes. You're going to have your stuff, but going to the show and like going and talking to people and, you know, like going and, you know, I, I just think it's such a such an important aspect of this is to to get out there and like really like what well, meet your 
meet your um i guess co-workers essentially your go, peers yeah go meet your peers exactly you know, I mean, friends, like, you know, get your rats, get your get your racks, get all that stuff taken care of. But uh, I think don't overlook the shows. They're very important. I mean, there's people who are probably like wondering, well, what's my purpose going to be in this industry? I love it. Like there's people who don't even know what the hell their future is going to be in the next five years today. Right. But if you go to these shows and you fucking meet people, opportunities come like a motherfucker. OK. And then like, you know. Next thing you know, you're going more to these shows and you're meeting more people and you're going on podcasts. You're going to Will's fucking Patreon hangouts. You're just doing a lot of fucking sick things that get you around more people. But this goes right. back to why you need people, bro. Like, you ain't going to be Mr. Badass selling fucking projects if you ain't tapped in with nobody. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you ain't going to do it by yourself. Tell you me what yourself into a community. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, whether that's through. Uh, through through a Patreon or through going to a show or just going to your local shows, like be part of that community. Um, it's it's so important. Like I'm sure there are people, you know, MJ in your Patreon, right? I'm sure there are people that didn't know each other beforehand. We're fairly green with this. Joined your Patreon, linked up. Hey, I have one of these. You have one of those. I'll trade you this. I'll buy that from you. I'll buy this from you. And it's like, oh. All of a sudden, they're talking about projects together, and oh, you work on this, and I'll work on this. Let's work this together. Like that, yeah. that's so overlooked in this industry. A lot, a lot of people think like, oh, keep it secret, keep it this. Like, now I want to know, Jacob, what are you, what are you working on? Oh, you right. have a pen like this. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna do something over here, and maybe we can swap some babies out of that. Right. We can both do well with it. You know? Yeah. That, that's so overlooked. It's just like that's. That's how we like, you know, we can all eat. Yeah. You know, it's not. Well, yeah, just, it's kind of like something where you want to enjoy your work with other people because what else does it? I mean, yeah, it's cool to just enjoy it in your room, right? But like, how do you really start thinking out the box if you're not sharing ideas and you're not really, like I said, breaking down shit face to face? You know what I mean? Like Jacob, your your wife, God bless her, she kind of stresses sometimes when you take off and do snake stuff because god knows when you're going to come back but at the end of the yeah. day you're, you're probably you're probably coming back so fucking worked up and excited because you might have found out some shit that yeah. might that might just level up everything else or you just found out a, you just made a deal that next thing you know it just changes everything so yeah. I'm telling you man you got to make these moves well, what would you be your what would be your thing jacob what would you say the biggest investment anyone can make just coming into this game um, other than obviously the morphs and projects, you got find find a mentor, find somebody that you know is willing to sit and, and talk and and guide you and kind of you know all these like turning points, you know, get eggs, all these different things. I would make sure you had you know like surround yourself with people, you know, like there's there's a lot of a lot of cool people that are like easy to talk to that you know, right. you know Antoine, Andrew, uh, Antoine. Troy. Troy is a guy right there. You want to talk about people, man? Troy's and I that, guy, that guy hustles, bro. That guy hustles big time. He paid me twenty bucks. He paid me twenty bucks to say his name on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how, hey, how much you pay you to wear that hat, Will? I'm curious. Nothing, bro. Name is dearly. I've been rocking it ever since. Who's getting the best? Who's getting the best dress underwear that he's coming out with? I'm gonna. I'm picking all those. I don't know. 
Is he doing that? They look comfy. Yeah. They look comfy. Of I'll take them. Of course, they of look, course he is. They look sophisticated. Right? I'm not gonna lie. They were nice. Um, no, but really, Jacob. I mean, shit. I'm not gonna lie. I met you. We met at the Del Mar show. Del Mar right? show, yeah. Right, and, and, and that was just me, like hustling and bugging, and like, hey, let's let's hook up over the show, man. I got I got some smoke. Let's do this. Yeah, you rolled yeah. up solo, you, and you met me. Was it Matt Summer? Who else was Matt there? Summers? Uh, uh, Jay, Jay from, from Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, Damn. Who else? I met a couple people that week. But just, but I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I, like I said, getting your face out there is probably you the. Gotta best. You, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's and, so and, it's almost more important than the projects like because yeah obviously the more people you connect with the more kind of like light bulbs that go off in your head like oh i want to work with that oh i want to work with that because let's, hey, let's be honest guys if you fucking send somebody to google and say hey go look at some ball python morphs and uh you know go see what you like more likely you don't know what the fuck you're gonna be looking at you know what i mean you're gonna be going yeah. down a huge rabbit hole um yeah. but you know it's just you know listen we all you know, you, you guys, you guys know that rap song that you like, but it has that hook from the seventies, or like it's a it's a beat from a song that was already made. All right, that's, that's all this is, man. Yeah, we we're just making new versions of stuff of, of a beat that's been made years ago, but it just doesn't ever get old. Right. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, it's not getting old. I mean, I go to Will's house and I'm just fucking floored, you know. Um, but listen, this is why. It's not easy doing what you guys do, and I'm I'm talking about you guys because you guys are putting yourself up in this realm of relevancy in the ball python game. And look at people tapping out this year. I mean, there's people slash slashing prices like it's like a fucking used car sales fucking dealership. It's it's pretty like disgusting, but yeah, it's not it doesn't seem to be the case for you guys because everything's moving forward. You know, I feel like the people who aren't moving at all are the ones getting rid of shit. You know what I mean? Um, and, and that's fine. Maybe get rid of shit that's not moving, but you got to be moving. Am I right? You yeah. have to be moving in this game. For sure. 100%. For sure. Yeah. I just, Let's, I don't know. I've never, I, you're not going to see ever 50% off or buy one, get one free. I, I'm just, it's just not, <laughs> not going to happen. I'll keep the buffers before I do that. You know? Yeah. I'll get through, yeah. well, I'll just keep a bunch of girls and coast through this, you know, this down market. I mean, I, I saw a Morph Market made a post today that was like, it's it's already like the best sales that they've ever had on for for an April. Right. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. Like, yeah, the market's dead, you know? Like, right. yeah, if you're trying to make, and no offense to anyone trying to make Enchi clowns, there's nothing wrong with that. But just you have to be realistic. You can't right. be like, oh, I'm going to make Enchi clowns and get four grand for them. Like, no, you're not, you know? It's just not going to happen. You, you need to don't buy a project thinking, oh, I'm going to buy a Desert Ghost Clown, and in four years, it's still going to be $9,000. No, it's not. It's going to come no. down. Put Hurricane, no. put Spino, put Cypress, put Blackhead, put whatever it is that you enjoy in Clown into that project and show, like, you're, like make something with it. Yeah. But yeah. if you're just trying to make DG Clowns, like, you're going to be disappointed. And I, no. I, I can tell you that from experience. You know, I, I bought... And we've bought clowns and we're like, oh, I just got to make more clowns and we'll make $3,000 amount of clowns. Like, no, by the time you actually get around to making them, they're $600. You're like, wait a yeah. second. How'd that go down so much? But yeah. the guy who, who took his time and made the Enchi clown while we were trying to make clowns, those are still $4,000. I don't understand how the hell, how's his $4,000 and $600? This doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. you, you have it's to true, go through those 
trials and learn that. And if you can take the advice from someone who's actually done that, you can save yourself a lot of pain and, and banging your head against the wall. Yeah. Right. Now, how, so, how do you avoid it? No, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying, like, so just, like, advance what you're working with. Now, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a tricky thing that the ball python game could bring you. Like, you could be working with something that you feel like, oh, man, I'm on the, I'm on this shit, right? And then sure enough, boom, you produce it. Let's just say it's a blackhead clown, right? Let's just say you produce a blackhead clown. 4500 4000 bucks should be the ticket for it, right? Then you go to Tinley. You see someone selling it for 1500 and you're like, hmm, what does somebody do in that situation? Um, and first and foremost, how often has that happened to you, Will? Has that ever happened to you in the game so far as sure. far as, right? So, yeah. so, do you adjust, so then do you adjust the price then yourself or do you stand no. on your price? No, because one blackhead clown is available for $1,500. I always, my, my, first, my first reaction is why? Why? Like what, what, what is the reason that that blackhead clown is 1500? Is he going through a hard time? Is there something wrong with it? Is it a shit eater? Is it, you know, is it just, is some, it's not a great example. There, there's tons of reasons why people devalue things. Right. But yeah. at the end of the day, dumb. at the end of the day, like you can say the same thing with, you know, let's look at like, let's look at a, a vehicle, for example. You can, right. someone else out there can get a crazy, crazy good deal on a new Mercedes. But then the yeah. next person who buys one is like, okay. oh, well, I want it with this exact package and this exact look, and this is what I want. I want these rims and these seats and this. I'm willing to pay for that, you know? Right. And that that's kind of the, the mentality I have is like this. Look, if it's not, if it's if I hatch a blackhead clown, that's not a great example. And it's just like, yeah, right. that's a blackhead clown, but it's like, you know, it's not a great one. I, I price it accordingly. Right. But if I if I had a blackhead clown, I'm like, yo, this thing is just a smoking female. It's like one of the best ones I've made. Then of course. Yeah, yeah. you want this one? This is the one I want. So if right. you want the one I want, you know, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. pay for it. It's just kind of the way it goes. Yeah. J uh Jacob, have you dealt with that so far? Uh not too much. I've had like I've had it actually on the I had a desert ghost clown male. I've had a lot of people hit me up and it's crazy how much the market has gone down even with, you know, and, and it's mainly because there's so many available. Like there, there's way more now than there was like a year and a half ago. And so it's like people are having a hard time selling. So you'll see people dropping the prices. I've seen them super cheap on Morph Market and then just get sold right away. Yeah. Um, But I had a couple of people hit me up and be like, oh man, I, I paid 4k for a female, you know, you take uh, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know, like, like Will said, why, <laughs> why was it, you know, 4k, <laughs> you know, it's like, why was it 5k? It's just weird to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, what, what's wrong with it? You know, yeah, that's, that seems cheap. That's cheaper than, than how much it's come down. You know, that's, that's real low, you know? Yeah. So like, and I just think, well, good luck with that. You know, sometimes you'll get a deal, but yeah, Sometimes if, 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 if we're talking about the, I don't know, a, uh, S class Mercedes, that's normally, um, $150,000 and you see a brand new one for 40,000. You're like, mm -mm, there's yeah. something wrong with that. But <laughs> that's going to cost yeah. more than just buying the new one. You know? yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking at it right title. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, what's up with that? 
and look, yeah. maybe it runs fine and it's great. Perfect. Then you got a wicked deal. But yeah. honestly, it, when it really comes down to it, if a snake works for your collection, you can't really overpay. Yeah, yeah it's true. You can't. Like if you come to me and say, hey, I've got a, for example, that Sunset Desert Ghost. Like I can't overpay for that unless we're talking like yeah. a crazy number. But like if you said fifty thousand, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like I yeah. know with my collection, and I put that into my collection, I can make some right. crazy shit with that thing. Now yeah. it may not work the exact same way for your collection, MJ. You may not be like you may be like, oh no, I I would have to be making a bunch of double heads with that, where I can jump right into visual heads and all that, you know. And, and really good codoms in the mix because I have the DG stuff established. Right. So prices on stuff is kind of like, well, this is what the market says is worth. What's it worth to you? Yeah. And if it's a good, like buy good examples of stuff, you'll make good examples of stuff. Right. It's not always the case. You know, I've seen really, really shitty pastels make insane pastels. It's right. not always that way, but for the most part, if you work with good stuff, you'll make good stuff. Yeah. It's just like any other animal, you know, you work with a good pedigree of dog, you're going to make good, healthy baby dog puppies. Yeah. Same, same thing with your GTPs, you know, you're working with captive, captive bred, really, you know, really like refined lines of GTPs. Your babies are going to be exceptional. You work with wild caught mite infested, nido positive snakes. Yeah. You're probably not going to have that great of success. Yeah. Right? I want to say, I want to say, Nido, wild cod, or captive born and bred condors are still going to die on you. So, um, well, there you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? That's it's sad uh, truth. They don't care about your emotions, and they don't give a fuck about your goals or anything like that. They uh, just don't. This is why I love ball pythons. Ball pythons don't do that to you. Um, but ball pythons will tank market wise. <laughs> yeah, you can actually invest in just pretty quick. But, uh, yeah. Oh my God, gentlemen! Two hours went by quick. I gotta say, thank you so much for this very first round of elite uh, type talk. You know, I'm gonna have Conjo elite talks and all that, but this is my very first Paul Python one, and 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 I always want to bring two different situations to the round table. Like I said, Will, you're for how many years in the game now? Will 15 plus years? How many games? How, how many years? Yeah, you I, remember, I was 18, and I'll be 34 this year, so going on 16 years. Going on 16 years. God bless your fucking commitment, and uh, and then we have. The homie Sybil, who's been in the game for going on four years now, right? Right, Jacob? Give yeah, take. It's, yeah, this is a uh, third year reading. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, listen. Yeah, but on his third year is where I was year 15. So, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not the same anymore. But, hey, bro, that that's because that's, that's the time and age we're in. We're in that time of age where things can happen like that. You know what I mean? I think I think it's a beautiful thing. And I can I can understand that and have so much respect for that when I think about that, like what right. the guys before me that had to do this like piece by piece because it didn't exist. Right. You know, you couldn't go onto a morph market and find this perfect ingredient for this and that. You had to go out and get this and this and this and then make those and then take those and put those offspring together and then make those and then, you know. 10 years down the road, you finally make something that you were trying to make, you know? Yeah. And then somebody offers you $800 for it. Right. <laughs> By then. Yeah. I got a shipping code, man. Come on. <laughs> right. Uh, Will, 
over 100 people tapped in for tonight's episode. What do you have to say all your supporters out there, everyone who loved tonight's episode? You know, I love you. Uh, appreciate everybody. You know, it's just I, I, I can't wait to, to see social media as you guys start hatching shit. Like, I, I don't even have a clutch down yet. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see what everyone else is making this year. And, um, yeah, I appreciate all the support and all the continued, you know, continued support. And I wish everybody – I hope everyone has a great season. Hopefully not not quite as good as mine, but I hope everyone has a good season. (laughs) Uh, Jacob. (laughs) Wait, I said everyone tapped in tonight, Jacob. I just appreciate it, man. And just like trying to get up to to the level like Will and, you know, Ozzy, Justin, like that's just always like a mountain, you know, and uh, I'm humbled in it, even though I, I, you know, I, you know, Will jokes around about that, whatever, you know, but I, you know, I'm humbled by like a lot of these guys and what they've done, dude. And I, and I feel like I'm one of them watching the episode, you know? So yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's cool. Like, you know, I've met a lot of cool people, man. I have a lot of, a lot of good friends now and I, I, I just love this, man. This is, this is great. This is more than I could ever imagine, you know, on that end of it, you know, beyond the keeping the snakes, man, it's just been, a, it's been a pretty cool life cool life indeed and it's just getting started gentlemen i gotta say thank you so much enjoy the rest of your 420 and it's a wrap for my boys rcr and civil serpents ladies and gentlemen give it up everybody make sure you go give jacob a follow please do it for me yeah uh, make, this guy will cool too you guys should try to nah, check him out dude I'm that he's, he's not really well known at all dude Hey, Will, 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 don't ever do my job again, okay? That's my fucking job. (laughs) Have have a good night, guys. I appreciate that, Will. Thank you, Will. Later, Jacob. Have a good night, buddy. Later, bro. Yeah, guys, seriously, please head over to Instagram. Go give my boy Jacob a follow. Sybil Serpents. Sybil Serpents on Instagram. And, of course, if you've been sleeping under a fucking rock, or no, if you just now tapped into this game and you not know who Will Moros is from Royal Canadian Reptiles, Canada's finest, not even joking, go tapping with my boy as well on instagram head over to his youtube and uh yeah man shout out to the rcr mafia thank you for everyone who tapped in tonight man over 100 people i knew i knew we we're gonna have a, a pretty decent crowd tonight for these two and uh, it was great i hope you guys enjoyed this uh, conversation as much as i did uh make sure you hit that like button hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell also be ready guys okay uh like i said after everything that was discussed tonight Let's see how this goes down tomorrow, okay, on my vlog. Are ball pythons trash? Am I really trashing my ball pythons? Find out tomorrow. It premieres at 7.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on my Trap Vlogs YouTube channel. Also, give me a follow on Instagram, traptalkgod619, and follow the podcast's Instagram page as well, Trap Talk Reptile Podcast. Also on Facebook, shout out to my Facebook people out there. And uh, if you're looking for exclusive content, if you'd like to tap in more than what you see here, on Trap Talk Reptile Podcast, then please go to the very first link in the description below. Join the Trap Talk Patreon family. Come tap into the Discord and come meet all the trappers. 160 trappers all about their business, man. And again, don't forget that this episode was brought to you by Mark Bailey over at Mark Bailey Reptiles. OG, triple OG. Definitely a legend in the game. Brought to you by another legend, Gary Shavino over at GS Reptiles guys enjoy the rest of your nights have a good weekend have a good 420 and i hope you enjoyed this elite ball python talk i'll catch you guys here sunday 